If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. What an introduction. Co-produced by Afropunk and How Stuff Works, Afropunk Solution Sessions is a podcast that explores real-world solutions to the problems that marginalized people face. Every Wednesday, co-hosts Bridget Todd and Eves Jeffcoat speak with members of the Afropunk community, celebrated thinkers, and community leaders like Stacey Abrams, Matthew Kincaid, and Patrice Colliers about how to resist oppression and stay engaged. Afropunk Solution Sessions is inciting meaningful conversations and motivating people to make a difference. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in a zone. I bring me. I bring me. That's right. That caught me so off guard. That's right. I bring me. Here's the thing about it, right? Me. As you always know that the important part of this segment of our show, the opening, is a takeaway. We try to leave you with a gem, a jewel, something that you can let sit and resonate and you can really walk walk away from enriched. And so, believe it or not, even in the theme song, sometimes you can find what you need fundamentally, okay, to really water your seed. So, the lyrics to I Bring Me, the chorus go, I bring me Get mine, bout mine, go hard, looking for another like me. Boy, stop. I bring me whose ass is the tight. I mean, whose love is the tightest, whose kiss is the nicest. <laughs> me. And then they say, bad bitch, that's me. That bitch, that's me. Game bitch, that's me. Lame bitch, not me. What you get is what you see. And I bring, I bring me. Now, the point of all this, although raunchy, although controversial, you, you know, although on television, this is about self-confidence. It's about self-confidence. It's about not only just being self-confident, but it's about validating that by highlighting your strengths. We're all painfully aware of our weaknesses, but sometimes it's beneficial to highlight those strengths. Okay, the things that you are. And if it don't apply to you, if it's none of your business, the real word in the course of that song is not me. Okay, know when something <laughs> is not for you. And so the hashtag this week is simply I bring me. And with that being said, felt 
if you watch the show. And most of all, most importantly understood, I do want to take this here opportunity to welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, which is your Ooh. weekly opportunity to look into all things mental health, your weekly opportunity to look into all things mental hygiene, and damn sure your weekly opportunity to look into all things mental wellness. You know, because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Not me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll show them how to network. Ooh. For that Netflix and chill, what's your net 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 worth? Hey, friend. Kiki. Hey, do you, you love me? me? Are you riding? <laughs> he, arti- he articulated the shit out of riding <laughs> in that song. Emphasis. That was yes, he was singing it like Ashanti. Ashanti articulates <laughs> everything she says. <laughs> she sings like a teacher. Hey, everybody. Oh what's going God. on? Hey, friend. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, I'm raw dogging it this week. I'm not wearing oh. headphones. Oh, I was like, yeah. where are we? <laughs> no headphones right tonight, y'all. I'm off the rails. It's just me and the mic. I bring me. Yeah, this is my version of like how people record albums with like live instruments. Mm, I'm not okay. using the headphones today. I'm going live. Dustin unplugged. Yeah, I'm unplugged tonight. <laughs> Dustin untethered. How are you? Weekend? I ain't on no tether. My uh, weekend was great, actually. Do. Yeah, I had a great weekend. Um, shout out to, you know, doing things different. You know, this weekend was actually the latex ball. You know, I've been watching polls and shit. So, <laughs> Inspired. Yeah, and so the latex ball is like the biggest ball of the year. I have the biggest balls of the year, so wow. I felt like I was right at home. Um, you know, uh, it was great, though. I have was blessed to go with um, the legendary Twiggy Garcon, who's like an icon in the ballroom community and also a contributor to pose on FX. Um, so I went with Twiggy and also um, Kid Fury was with me, of course. And then um, Delon Burnside, who actually plays Ricky. He's doing a great job on the show as Ricky. But we all attended the ball together this weekend. It was so much fun. Um, Ryan Murphy was there. Um, Electra, if you watch Pose, she was on the judges panel as well. Um, MJ, who plays Blanca, was there. It oh, was just, it was crazy. It was Ooh. such a beautiful ball. I saw, uh, I was looking at your story. Yeah, it was cool or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I had a good time, you know. It's good to mix it up, you know, do something different for True. the culture. And so, it, why not, you know, I wanted to be, it, I w- was invited. And so, of course, I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? And since I was watching Pulse, anyway, it was like right on time. And, you know, we believe in alignment, especially front-end alignment, some raggedy-ass cars. So, I felt like it was the right thing to do. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it was great. Um, other than that, you know, a lot of other shit went down this weekend. Is you know, off the record. So, Asante, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. It was hot. I'm tired of sweating. Ooh. I feel like I have melted a thousand times and I just want it to be over. I just want it to be over. I just want it to be over. Like, whatever is next, I just want it to happen. I don't know if I'm just supposed to, like, combust or what i'm just tired of being so hot i, I just... almost caved because you know i don't do ac mm-hmm. <laughs> me too but it's fuck? so bad that i almost caved how have you been getting by friend i have like an amazing fan that works really well it's one of those like smart high-tech fans mm-hmm. so it's fine but i the reason i don't do ac is because it's i always wake up with the sniffles yeah so whatever it is doesn't agree with my body and its constitution so i just don't use it i haven't used it for maybe like 10 years i wake up with them too my nose be running and shit yeah like my i just don't feel well i have but... been texting my my landlord today about our ac situation how we can rectify that because i do not think that i can make it this way Wait, summer. they don't let you have ac uh yes they they do not what how and is that legal we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that we'll, we'll talk about that but 
But my weekend was hot. Outside of it being a hot ass weekend, we celebrated the birthday of Noah. Yes, guys. Lord, oh, Noah. Amazing. So, so much fun. Definitely shout out to Jade of All Jades. We had the barbecue in Prospect Park, which was really, really dope. It was I was out in the park, I feel like, almost every day. For the past few days. So I've been like a bit of a nature kid. Hey. It's been great. I was there before, y'all. I snuck out of work to go. Yeah, she, she told us. us. Yes. That was, we had just missed you. I was glad I could like help them like carry the ice and shit. You know, right. like the, the nigga the shit. Like I was able to help Tristan <laughs> right. with it. So it was good. Shout out to Tristan and Jada. One thing I forgot this weekend, I actually got harassed um, by Miles Jones live um, on stage at Mouse was actually hosting the dope barbecue so you know me and a couple of my niggas pulled up Aww. you know and I was literally dancing in front of the stage with this girl I mean wearing her ass out right <laughs> we, were, we were like great dance partners and Mouse literally like my hand is lit like mid cupping cheek and Miles yells on the mic at this party there's like literally 700 people at this go, party Miles yells he don't even want it oh. it's not fair <laughs> like loud all on the mic what is wrong with right you? thankfully you know my my dance moves was hypnotizing so baby girl <laughs> didn't even really know what was going on Damn. I just looked up at Miles and that's why I call him Rat Jones <laughs> to this day Damn, it was Miles. a great time and shout out to Manolo Rose who performed Manolo Rose mm-hmm. and you saw people thought it was me you were dancing with because the girl oh my god <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you imagine me and Dustin just like just going off <laughs> like y'all filthy <laughs> mindset having at buzzers. a party people no like word. I thought that was for well, since that wasn't you, then how was your weekend, friend? My weekend was good. I got a lot of. Um, well, my my babies were here. You saw my yes. Instagram. My best friends, two babies, were in town, so I got to take them over, which is so fun. Me People too. were. People were on the street like your babies are so beautiful. I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> you started. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> they? No, it was really eye-opening mm-hmm. because you know it opened a blind spot i have i have to give a major wow. kudos to the mamas mm-hmm. especially the single mamas because something as simple as taking them to the park the two of them was like mind-blowing <laughs> i was shook the entire time because kids run right through each other and they don't have any sense of like consequences <laughs> The swing was swinging, you know, like it does, and she just walked in front of it. Oh, oh my god! And I, and I didn't get to her in time, so she like flew. Oh, 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 oh my god! This little girl on the swing was like about to cry because she literally like kicked the baby like ten she, feet. I mean, it was and she was fine. She, I she know you fine. were about to hyperventilate, weren't you? I, it's just everything happens so fast, and that's something that I you know, I'm clueless about because I've never had to take care of two kids that are under the age of five at the same time in a New York City park. Ooh. Jade was like, don't go to the to the ghetto park, friend. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you can't take them to the hood park. You got to go early, early in the morning when there's like no kids there. So thank mm. you to all the moms because I asked on Instagram for tips. I was like, how do y'all do this? The moms were like, girl, a prayer, a <laughs> shot of liquor. <laughs> Not for lazy moms. Right, but the mom, <laughs> the moms had hella tips, and they admitted that it's it's a struggle and it's hard. So that was, you know, it was an eye opening week. But right. I loved it because I was, I love them. They're such awesome babies. They're so beautiful. They are, and they looked like they were your children. I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes, and we're not related. It's just funny. But um, I know you was you was beaming every time you was getting complimented. Like, oh, 
right my babies and then um and then of course uh we what did we do oh BET Awards. I watched it at Crystal's house. Oh, yes. We had a girls' day, so uh-huh. me, Crystal, Kia, and Jade, which was super fun. And then I crashed that bitch. Right, then you crashed. <laughs> this was after um what was it? What was the holiday? Oh, Pride. Yes. We went to Dustin's event. Everything was amazing. We went to a 305 Live with Fury. And then Noah's birthday of the weekend. So it was a very family oriented week yeah. and weekend. Yes. I got to spend a lot of time with all the babies and all my friends, which is what I told y'all July was going to be for me. I'm going to focus on just chilling and kind of slowing down because the second half of the year is going to be a doozy. So Ooh. I got to prepare. Speaking of preparing, mm-hmm. we are coming up on our three-year three, three year anniversary show. <laughs> um, VIP is sold out in New York City. <laughs> so yeah, everybody guys that amazing. That sold out the day we announced it. So thankful for y'all. Can't even believe that happened. But for those of you that are still interested in attending, we will be performing live Saturday, August 18th at 8 p.m. in the Tishman Auditorium. Get tickets at thefriendzonelive.com. Again, the VIP is sold out, so go on ahead and buy tickets because if the show sells out, then there's really nothing I can do for you. And you know all of our <laughs> friends are going to be there. We have tons of special guests, musical artists. It's going to be awesome. The past shows have been super, super good, so I'm excited. Yes, we, we do plan on keeping that same energy. People was tweeting us, I'm like, yeah, keep that same energy when y'all performing in New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Jesse going to go ahead and post the video of me and him singing on his Instagram. I, I like, mean. I'm like. I can't be man. mad at him. Friend. You sounded amazing, friend. I was mortified. I should have had everybody sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. Look, look. By purchasing a ticket, you have decided. Right? <laughs> like, damn, where this email came from? Nah, it was cute because people were showing me how to love. But yeah, so y'all ready to jump into the show? Oh, let's well, do the recap. So last about. week we had the honor of doing a mashup episode with our sisters, Jade and Kia of the Getting Grown Pod. A lot of you went and subscribed and were hitting us up like, oh my God, this show's so good. So thank you for supporting them. Please continue to subscribe to their show, show them love, leave them comments, hype up their numbers. Um, you guys love the episode that we did with them. It was Get called take a second and as always you had a lot to say where we talked about this new social media age of people recording uh crimes they see or you know things that they spot on the street before actually helping people they rather just upload get the rts and then forget about the human side of someone possibly needing help Mm. which what stood out to you asante um, I went on ahead and found something in the emails. I'm going to call this young lady Nini because she did not <laughs> want her all, her full name out. Um, Nini writes, take a second, caping for a white girl. I used to live with two white girls, and as I'm a black woman that is 25 years old. One of them, who's 27, is very quiet and kind of mousy, and she spoke. She speaks with her gestures and eyebrow movements. That's just her, and that's just how she is. Anyway, we went out one night in the city we lived in, walking distance from our house, And when it was time to go home, we were both tipsy, so we decided to just walk it off. We live in a pretty safe part of town, read, gentrified, bunch of white people all over. So I wasn't worried about anything until two guys, black of course, start following us. One hangs back on his bike and the other gets off his bike to walk behind us. I'm immediately aware and turn down the next block to see if they're committed. He is. He starts calling after us and following us. We're close to home, so I stop, turn around and say, we're not interested. I don't want this dude knowing any idea of where we live. 
He expresses that it's not me that he's looking at, it's my roommate. Her oblivious, mousy, quiet ass says nothing. Absolutely nothing. I end up having to get in his face and literally argue with him to get him to back off. She's not interested. I know because I live with her, blah, blah, blah. And he calls me an angry black woman, saying, you're just mad. Why she she ain't saying nothing? I want to hear from her. But eventually he backs off. What I realized the next morning was that I very well could have died. I had no idea who he was or what <laughs> he was capable funny, of. That was just a hell of a sentence. <laughs> what I realized the next morning was a very well right, how she died. went, how she just like <laughs> skipped to the next day. I had no idea who he was or what he was capable of, but I knew that I wasn't going to let him follow me home. It also pissed me <laughs> off that she said absolutely nothing to defend herself in the moment, nor on the walk home. And not even a thank you for getting us out of the situation and an apology or explanation of why she didn't help. That experience has left a sour taste in my mouth, in my mouth about our friendship. Mm. I don't live with her anymore, and I'm only out here to save myself. Next time, I'm running and leaving them to fend for themselves. Whoa. Sincerely, a black woman tired of saving white women. Oh, well. I mean, and I caught, how her, you really feel, and I caught her nini. I said what I said. Wow. So she took a second that very next morning and realized <laughs> okay. she fed up. She ain't doing that shit no more. So That's I, real, though. I was thinking about that this week, actually, because I was walking and this dude, I had my headphones on. The thing is, I didn't even have music. It's just a reflex to put them on mm-hmm. as soon as I leave my building just to have them on. Yep. You know? <laughs> don't, don't leave the house without them. Don't Literally lock the door can't. without them on my head. And so he's saying something to me, but I was like, I have my headphones on so I go front like right. I didn't hear it because of music. <laughs> and he's yelling. And I'm like, oh, God, as soon as he started yelling, like, you you don't hear me? Oh, you just going to walk past? And they start, as soon as the dude says, you think you too good for me? That's when, like, my heart starts beating fast because I'm like, here we this go. This was like, <laughs> And I just had to breathe through it. And I told y'all the other day, I remember that it was, like, a, after I left Crystal's house that day, after the Pride event, mm-hmm. it was, like, what, like, midnight? There was, like, a it crew was of, like, five or six people and a girl, and they're all yelling out at me, talking about my body or whatever, and I was just, like, breathe, <laughs> breathe, like... And then the girl was yelling at your ass. Yeah, and then the girl was like, it's me talking to you, da, 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 da. I was just like, oh, my God. Because you don't know what to do, because if you keep walking past, then you're a bitch, and you think, you you know, you're too good. Mm-hmm. But if you stop, you don't know who you're stopping for and what really are you stopping for. You know what I mean? Right. So you get put in a shitty position because someone decides to yell out at you and you're not interested. But then you look like a bitch no matter. There's like no winning in those situations. That's why I hate it. I'm always like, ugh, as soon as they start yelling, I'm like, bruh. And remember I was just telling you the one thing that has changed in New York was that people don't grab out at you. Why did someone grab me the next no. day? No. I was going to call y'all like y'all will no. never believe right there on 125th in front of the whole Hell room. no. Hell no. Grabbed my whole arm like right by here. He pulled at my elbow. I was like, who does that? It's 2018. I hope you snatched your arm hard when of you Of course moved I did. Yeah, like, and then he looked. He, him you a could bitch tell afterwards. he felt like dumb, you know? Good. Because it was daytime. Bitch. <laughs> as dirty as New York City is, he didn't have his fucking grubbers on all, all over this public ass city, holding train poles and stairway rails and shits. Uh, Super bugs all over every goddamn <laughs> thing. Bugs. Germs every fucking where. You know what I'm Bed saying? Bugs super bugs. It ain't like he at least had the courtesy. Now, how would you have felt if he would have pulled out like a little pump bottle of Purell and like <laughs> squirt, squirt, <laughs> rubbed his hands and then grabbed your arm? <laughs> no, I would have looked at him like he was okay. still annoying. Okay. Just a cleaner annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a cleaner annoying. 
I just wanted to know. You know, how would you feel? Brand, what did you find in the SoundCloud streets? <laughs> Thanks for reeling us back in. So, uh, oh my God, I lost my comment. Oh, oh here damn. we go. On SoundCloud, April April Blake said, I've been on the receiving end of this. My ex-husband attacked me at the gas station and people just watched him drag me across the ground. So my experience has made me be the type of person that has to do something. I cannot ignore things or just watch because it always brings me back to the day I almost died and people just looked on. Damn. And a lot of people were sharing similar stories like that. Yeah. Um, which, you know, put a lot into perspective. I thought what I loved about our episode is that we were being honest. You know, you, you can say what you want to do and maybe in your heart you do want to help. But as soon as you, you don't know how you're going to react till you're in the position. You know, that's, I don't know if you guys saw the interview. They interviewed the bodega owner. Yes. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, they interviewed him and, I, and his he was like crying. So it's just hard all around because I can understand people being mad at him. But seeing him cry. I've, I felt more inclined to believe what he said right. because it wasn't an immediate response to the backlash. Like, he let all of that go past, and then he said, no, actually, it was this. To me, it was the most respectful, right. you know, way to, to do that, to get your side of the story expressed. Yeah. So for that, I have respect for him. And he admitted that he hasn't been sleeping. Yeah. You know, that it That's life feels terrible. Yeah, yeah, and I can't even imagine, but... I thought it was important to kind of hear his side. Um, but he admitted that he froze, you know, and seeing the, the these are notorious gang members in the neighborhood. You know, we can say what we want until it's your family that lives in that neighborhood right. and they know who your family is. You have kids and a wife. You know, this is your store, your livelihood. So just hard all around. Um, the last one, I actually wanted to give some love and jump into the Twitter streets. Uh, Blue Temptation. I was gonna say Blue Ivy did tweeted the motherfucking friends. <laughs> oh shit! I saw now you with me. And Blue Ivy, oh, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Blue Ivy Blue said. Blue Temptation. Blue Temptation said back in May, my sister in law passed away, and people were already discussing it on Facebook. I live in another city, so my best friend texted me to ask me about it, and I had no clue about her passing away. I was so upset. I put up a PSA on my Facebook page saying that I know I can't change the way people are, but stop posting that someone passed away as soon as you hear about it because some family members might not know yet or are waiting to tell all of the family right. members. Um, obviously, that resonated. And I got a, a lot of messages when Key and I, I was saying about my friend passing and how like I found out later, obviously, by seeing posts about him. I think some people misunderstood. They thought that I was saying you shouldn't post about people, which I don't... That's not at all what you said. Yeah, I was like, maybe I need to go back and, and listen how I uh, phrase it because enough people caught that where there must have been like a miscommunication on my part. Um, but I wasn't saying you shouldn't post. Obviously, if you want to say rest in peace you know, to your friends and people, you have more than the right to honor your people. So what I was saying is... I would hope people are mindful of how they do that because I found out on Instagram. You know what I mean? Right. Like when I told y'all that one kid uh, reenacted the scene and put fake blood on himself to pay homage mm -hmm. to the junior, that, imagine you finding out that way by seeing a kid like reenacting this. It's just insensitive. You know what I mean? So for me, it was more so being mindful of how you present 
this honor of, of people as opposed to like don't do it obviously i mean someone passes you know you have more than the right right they right. know damn well you weren't trying to tell people what to do i mean come on <laughs> but enough people misunderstood so i was like maybe i didn't listen back but dustin I mean, what <laughs> what about you um yeah so you know out in the twitter <laughs> streets i want to give a shout out to lena wraith at o-d-d-r-e-y-o-n-n-a who said she said like a rake okay to race with china and the rake in china okay so Lena raked in China said, I'm loving the episode as usual, but I'm not going to lie. Y'all got me scared to come up to New York for Afropunk. I don't oh, want no. no smoke from nobody. I don't know what the hell I'd do if a naked person ran up on me. What do you know who it is? You know, it's, no, that, it's that, that exact comment that inspired yeah. today's episode. So I'm glad that you read that comment. Oh, shit. So look, put a pin in that one. Put a pin in it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to E at underscore underscore Vanilla Bean, who said, Be Encouraged is playing at the DMV. And I busted out laughing. This song will never be the same. Thanks for making me look crazy. Look at Dustin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out. There's other things in these Twitter streets that I could shout out. Okay, one more thing. Shout out to at... And then I'm going to tell you guys a short, quick, we're going to have a quick, short story time really quick. Yes. Guys. Anyway, I want to give a shout out to at Shani Friend, C-H-A-N-I Friend, who said, yo, I can't listen to the Friends Art Pod at work anymore because Dustin said Tobias from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta's back looked like window shutters and I'm crying at my desk. You know, it always warms my heart when people get the jokes. <laughs> so the fact but did you see the, the Tobias commented? No, he did. What I... did he say? Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> Tweeting all that on the no. fi- and then I saw he Wait. he commented oh, here we a go. middle finger or something. <laughs> oh, he did, didn't he? Look at this. <laughs> I don't know him and I don't know the show, so but I was like, oh my god, he commented. <laughs> he was laughing though, so he was a good sport about it. Yeah, no, he found it funny. Too. Right, and you know what? I ain't gonna I say like, nothing oh about god, him no. picking that flesh tone middle finger. This motherfucker goes give us the middle finger and then actually go through and pick the emoji that matches his skin. <laughs> Puss ass Nick. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. He's a good sport. Okay, so real quick, y'all, let me tell you what happened today. I told y'all I wanted to tell you this, and I'm man, I was inconsolable, y'all. Oh Look. no. So I'm at the gym, right? My gym is like in a white area of town, right? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. My gym is in Soho, right? The one that I go to most often. Mm-hmm. And but the staff ain't from Soho, okay? Oh lord, it's at all none <laughs> of them. Like today, you know, I'm in the locker room, and the guy that is coming to like take care of the housekeeping in the locker room is blasting seven one three on his phone. You know, what? rapping Jay Z's part and singing Beyonce's part. He was like a, you know, a very. Um, rough guy and so that was funny to me i already had this the giggle silly so <laughs> i'm on the flat bench right about to die because i've been pushing myself lately or whatever you know so i'm already like in distress but i always <laughs> can see comedy like whenever so i noticed like a crowd kind of gathering over to my left right it's probably like eight or nine you know tall you know white men or whatever that work out in this gym all the time i recognize them and they always try to get the people to adjust the channel on the tv right that's on the floor on the side where the weight benches are so today of course because everybody's you know losing their shit about the world cup right now you know all these soccer games or whatever they wanted the tv on that side of the gym to be on the world cup because you can hear it or whatever so they asked the attendant who's at the front desk to do it. So 
she comes over there with the remote, right? <laughs> she comes over to the thing with the remote, and I just noticed that she's trying to explain something to them, and she's shrugging her shoulders and acting like it's just nothing she can do. And, you know, that's, I keep seeing her trying to explain, so I'm like, what is she trying to do? They always change the channel like it's no big deal. At first, you know, I'm thinking as a member or whatever. But then I noticed that she's black. They're all white. She's acting like there's nothing she can do about what's on the TV. And she starts <laughs> winking at me because she noticed that I was staring. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, okay. So when I work out, I wear these Beats headphones that I normally wear in here in the studio because the music is louder and it just encourages you to work a little bit harder. Right. So, But you can't hear shit else. You know what I'm saying? So I moved one of the ear things off my ear so I could hear what they were saying. They were trying to get her to turn to the World Cup on the TV. And she was acting like, hey, she didn't know what the World Cup was. <laughs> right? She was like, I, what? I mean, y'all talking about a cooking show? Like, what is like? She's like, what is like the World Cup? What is it? It's like a, it's a race? Like, what is it? Oh. So then she said, I mean, what you want me to do? And flipping the channels on the television, like one after another after another. But she was going down, and this gym has cables. So like, she was going backwards. No. And you know, that's like a thousand channels. So it's going to take her forever to get up around two, three, four, five where the games and shit be playing. <laughs> and she was winking at me. They were so frustrated when i tell you i was about to pass out because baby mm -hmm. girl did not want to hear the fucking world cup in the gym <laughs> today and she acted like she didn't know what it was and she couldn't find it it was one of the funniest things i have ever seen in my life and i like literally had to take five to get myself together you know them white men don't play about their world cup baby they ain't have no choice today because she said that's enough <laughs> she said i don't want to hear shit else about it and of course when i left right i looked at her and i was like you have a good day she's like hey i will <laughs> like that yeah I will up out. So that's all. Just a quick little black ass story for y'all. That's black girl magic. And it literally fits perfect with today's theme. Wonderful. As well as the comment that you read because reading back uh, some of the comments, people were like, oh my God, you guys made New York sound so scary. I'm like, I don't want y'all to feel that New York is scary. Mm -hmm. It has its moments, just like any other city. But for the most part, it's a pretty magical place yeah you know it's interesting it's electric it's a lot of good a lot of bad a lot it's of crazy <laughs> right you gotta feel it <laughs> <laughs> so i thought we should have like a taxi cab confession <laughs> minus the you know the lipstick cam right the lipstick cam like when you're in the back of the cab you've been drinking you and the driver start talking oh <laughs> There's drinks in here. <laughs> but if we just have a fun, lighthearted, you know, yes, last week's was yes. heavy. It's hot out. Let's do some it's energy hell. work it's and so flip. Hot. Yeah, and flip it from last week's heaviness. This week we'll do it a little lighter. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to tell some the craziest stories you have of living in New York. Oh my goodness. Your Where to just begin? your experiences in New York. And it could be good, bad, wild, insane, like the dude, you know, running naked and <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one time, in alignment with last week's show, right? And mm -hmm. I think me and Jade had a side laugh about this last week on the show. I'm not sure if anybody got caught it, but one time, y'all, I can't remember where we were leaving, but it was me, Jade, and our dear friend Antonio, Luis Antonio. Oh, um, shout out Antonio. Right, Antonio the Wiser. That's his name, right? Online. Yeah, online. Shout out to him. So 
him, Jade, and I, and I think somebody else was with us, but I can't remember. I definitely remember the three of us. This is when I like first got here and met them. We were walking to the train to get home. We got to 14th Street to the ACE train, right? At this time, it must have been some event going on or something. The train platform is packed, tons and tons of white people in like dressy outfits and stuff or whatever. Obviously, something had just like let out and people were going home. We're standing on the platform. And mind you, I'm new to all this, so I'm figuring out, you know, train etiquette, train platform etiquette. You know, everything was new for me at this point. Oh, God, how exciting. This guy <laughs> walks up on the platform. This black guy literally just walks up on the platform, pulls his dick out, and starts pissing on the train tracks. <laughs> but what was crazy was it was the strongest stream of piss <laughs> To this day that I have ever seen, you know them fountains. Remember when we was in LA he and there's some fountains. Well, yeah, like <laughs> shout out to that girl J Cole. Yes, <laughs> because that's what made me remember this as well. He, I'm telling you, me, Jade, and Antonio were like amazed because he was. It was such a lengthy urination, and then like the pressure itself. I, I have, I have it's never like he was seen pressing a button. It looked like literally like a valve had opened up or like, you know, like a spout or, you know, a geyser or something. Like, I've never like seen. Like how the hydrants on the street. And he was looking at the people next to him smiling like on both sides. So at first I was like, let me not laugh because I kind of thought something might have been wrong with them or whatever. But once I figured out this motherfucker Ooh. was just crazy and like a, he just don't give a fuck kind of way. When I tell you me, Jade and Antonio laughed for the entire like. 40 minutes we had to ride the train uptown that day, like shaking, laughing. And to this day, I've never seen anything like that. And I don't know, it made me monitor my peace stream. <laughs> it did, because I don't want to look crazy like that. So I'll be trying to like restrain it as I release it at the same time. TMI, but you know. Yeah, that's, that's one thing. Um, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that at all. I'm telling you. New York is just, so it's funny that we're having this episode because I always say New York is like an abusive relationship to me. Tell me about it. And it's funny that we have to talk about good things while it's hot as hell right now outside. <laughs> but New York has been the gateway for me to go other places. So I lived in Atlanta and it was home. Like it was the place that I knew everything and I feel like I could see where I could take myself, my trajectory, but it just wasn't going to do it for me seeing it there. So I decided like, fuck, I should just come to New York. I'm young make a bunch of mistakes and move back if I don't succeed. And then not only have I, like, been succeeding, but I've been, like, having these, like, little pockets of, like, blessings, which I've, you know, the, the Lord been working, you know, working real hard. I appreciate it. Um, and one of the things that sticks out to me most in New York as of right now is before I was not always a pot smoker, but was solidified it was the night that I got to smoke with 2 chains. Man. Wait, what? <laughs> Here in New York? In New York. <laughs> I met Titty Boy from Titty Atlanta Boy. that went to Georgia State University, the same place I went to school, all the way in New York City. And I smoked on a rooftop with him. Like, and I'm not talking oh, about any I rooftop. That. I smoked on a rooftop. It was like the king suite of a place. Like, I remember actually watching this same suite on like an episode of Housewives of Beverly Hills and being like, I've been in that suite before. I smoked weed with two chains in it. <laughs> like, 
like the nigga of all niggas that have like you know obviously it was some good ass weed but for me it was like I wasn't a smoker any damn way so you know that weed literally changed my life it changed the trajectory of how I saw like everything so I became a pot smoker really because of two chains. What an introduction! I mean, listen. <laughs> I mean, right? If if there is like you know if you meet somebody and they do some shit like not to say that you're gonna be oh they doing this shit I should do it but for me it was like. It's just weed, and I always thought that to myself any damn way. I just never really saw a motivating reason for me to do it. But, like, having this conversation with this nigga being high as hell, I was think, I was like, damn, you know, we high as hell, and we high as hell. Because we were literally at the top of this fucking penthouse <laughs> suite. Mind you, it was cold as hell outside, and um, the suite had this outdoor with, like, a jacuzzi and all that shit, and these heat Some lamps. Jacuzzi. It was levels to the damn outside, <laughs> and it was levels to the inside of the suite. It was amazing. And only in New York City did that happen to me. Because imagine That's smoking with your favorite rapper anywhere else, but to have the view of the city in the middle of the it's city and see all of that shit. <sighs> you never forget it in your life. Never, ever. You know what? Then you just reminded me of my own story that's kind of similar. Ooh. Um, Corinne Bailey Ray. Just like a star. <laughs> and y'all know she's so dope. Mm-hmm. She's like ethereal and just like super beautiful and like chill. <laughs> yes. and it was one of those summer nights. Um, she, uh, Claude was working on her project. Claude, shout out to Claude and Chuck. They were working on um, her latest project. <laughs> <laughs> I had to check that out. <laughs> okay. Right. I'll, 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 I'll Girl, get which. Put your records on. You know. Not that far back. Um, <laughs> no, I want you to put some new records on. Okay. <laughs> but she was working with them in the studio. And then somehow, I guess I came up. I don't know how. And she was like, oh, can she come to the studio? I love her. And what? So, hello. So Claude texts me like, okay, I know you're going to think I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Because y'all know how Claude is. He's uh-huh. a little prankster. He was like, Corinne Bailey Ray wants to <laughs> And I, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> He's like, so he sends me a picture of her waving, like, in the studio. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> got dressed. Went oh, okay. to the studio. And y'all know I don't do that for nobody. But got dressed, went to the studio. We chilled all day in the studio. I watched her make music. We talked about skin, hair. It was such a perfect New York summer night. And then she was like, oh, I don't want it to end. Like, let's go dancing. And yes. I was like, let's fucking go dancing. Magic, magical. You know, that's what I love about New York. Like you were saying, like, it's just so random. The so most random, random experiences. So we go dancing. I can't remember if she performed or not or if. Because I know it was live music. Honestly, I can't remember if she was performing or we just went as, like, you know, guests of whoever was performing. But we just danced and hung out, oh. danced for hours for, like, I don't know, till 3, 4 in the morning. And I remember Chuck just staring at us. He was like, y'all look like two little fairies just, like, floating. <laughs> He's like, all this natural hair. <laughs> we were just, like, spinning around each other, just having a blast. And I never saw her again after that. But it was just magical you know what i mean yes. like oh man mad that's love. what it's all about yeah <laughs> it was so like surreal like sometimes i'm like that was such a fucking cool Ooh. night but I, that's what is so magical about the city because uh you don't even have to be connected or in the scenes nope. or anything you can just be somewhere and bump into someone that you think is amazing not even a celebrity just people from the culture 
it could even be a random person and y'all just start talking, right? Yeah. You've had nights like that. Yeah, it's just someone and y'all just click and then it's like, yo, let's go get pizza and it's like three in the morning. <laughs> Before you know it, you make a new friend and y'all like love each other. Or That's what enemy. I love. I, I, or a new enemy. I, I, you know, I love when you make like random ass enemies too. How? Like, like, like nem- what? Like nemesis. Okay, I don't want to drop this person's name. I'll tell you, I, I saw the podcast, but back when I worked at Shake Shack, I used to work with, like, a ton of people in one of the neighborhoods. And it, in one of the neighborhoods, it was like, oh, on the Upper East Side, you know, there's a very specific set of white there. So a child <laughs> actor used to go to, like, one of these parties I used to be at. And, like, this nigga was always there, like, looking at me really crazy. And so one day, like, we shared words. And I remember being like, oh, I don't like this nigga at, at all. And I remember he don't, he didn't like me either. And people were like, oh, y'all hate each other. And I was like, I will probably fight that nigga the next time I see him. What? And we used to see each other out all the time. And it was always, like, some random ass static. It was the weirdest shit. And you were never going to get Free smoke, free smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and that was back before I smoked. Oh, my. I can't even believe there was, like, a pre-smoke era. I can't imagine it. I ain't didn't that, know you before that. Isn't that odd? You met me once in that pre-smoke era. Really? That one time SOBs? that we met. When, um, we saw, when we showed the SOBs? I don't remember SOBs. It might have been after that. Mm-hmm. But I remember that time we saw each other at Dizzy's. Because you were there. Oh, yeah. Ooh, like that when, was a long time that ago. Was, I, that's what I'm saying. Right. I was pre-smoke. Pre-smoke, pre-smoke. <laughs> hey. Oh, that's crazy. One of my favorite things to do is go on dates in New York. Ooh. It's a great date city. and It is, especially for long walks at night. I mean, oh, my God. And I do enjoy long walks in the park. <laughs> no, but, like, so I had gone on a date with um, somebody who was their celebrity. You know what I mean? And, yeah. so we, but, and so, listen, so we went on a date, and we didn't want to be, like, around anybody, which was one of the greatest things about going on dates oh. with this person. And so we literally got into a car. It was a limo or whatever, <laughs> and just drove literally all the way around the perimeter, the the perimeter, <laughs> all the way around the perimeter of the island of Manhattan. <laughs> like literally, just kept going all the way basically mm-hmm. around Manhattan for like hours yeah, in the car, drinking. Out. Of course, we were, you oh. know, of course, you know, we were having relations. <laughs> but no, I'm just playing. But like. You know, I'm not, but we are, but you know, like it was great and it was just so, I will never, out of all the times that we have spent in New York and things like that, I will never forever, ever forget that because it was the coolest shit ever. And it's nothing like exploring the island. So when you're in situations like that and you see different areas and different things and different, you know, views and shit, you just never, ever forget that. That's so true. We're similar because we like moments. Yes, Really, all of us, just we create moments sometimes, like just to have that to play back. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? I'll never forget that. What about commuter romances? Do you Have you guys experienced that? (laughs) I'll just give my story. So... (laughs) This is when I was still living at home. Mm-hmm. At home. You hear me? That's my mom's house. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was still living at home, and I worked on the east side. So I was, this is off the six trains. Ugh. Right, I know. I, I do not miss that train. The <laughs> off the six, right, on the six. Um, so I would take it, if I remember correctly, like, this, this is when the train was on a schedule. Lord knows it's not like that at all anymore. But it would pass at like seven. I had to be on the seven ten train to make it to work on time. Mm-hmm. And there was this dude that was on the same schedule, and we would like low key try not to miss the train. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not even about work, but it was just like we kind of peaked that we were like in the same car and we started like taking the same car. Do you know this thing lasted for years and we never said a word to each other? <laughs> Isn't that? In- that's some bullshit. But that's some New York that shit. Is some I've New York seen shit. a whole show that was similar on, I don't, it's not on Netflix. I can't remember what was it. Was like it HBO or some shit? Do you remember that? I think I, it was like Rosie Perez, or maybe I'm tripping and creating that in my head. But it was like. I don't like, know if it was Rosie Perez, but I remember like this whole set of train these romance. Yes. But in that show, they ruined it because I think he spoke. He did something. Yeah, he spoke, and then she was and, like, and she Ew. was done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he like ruined the mystery, but like me and this dude, I kid you not, would jump and try to make the same car, same train, just to stare at each other for like three years, never said a word, and then I stopped working at that job and I never got back on that train. But low key, I've gotten on that train like. As an adult, just to be like, imagine if I bump into him. <laughs> That's so random. There used to be, and then you talking. He's like terrible. Oh my gosh, show up looking like uh, like never mind. <laughs> so I didn't have like a commuter romance, but there used Ooh, to be this really that. really dope black dude that worked at when I worked at CPK when I first moved here. I had a boyfriend already. Like I was already locked down. You know, I had something going on. But there used to be this dude who I always used to go to the same coffee cart that I would go to because they used to make the little bacon, egg, and cheese. You know them little carts? <laughs> yeah, yes. the breakfast they, carts. They'd be on the corner, and when it's on, like, a Early. busy... When it's on, like, a good, like, busy corner, you know that shit is always fresh and hot, and then there's regulars that they be having their stuff ready. So, like, I found me one of these good-ass carts, and there used to be this black dude that worked retail at the store that the cart used to sit in front of. And I used to see him every morning before I would go open the restaurant, and we didn't used to speak at all. And then one day he saw me wearing all black, so he was like, do you work in the store here? And I said, no, I work in the restaurant over across the street. And he was like, I'm going to have to come in there and visit you one day. And he came in there, sat at the bar, ate and did the whole sh- the whole night and didn't say anything to me. And, like, did it did it like twice a week and then, like, would <gasps> smile. And, would only, and then he started buying me breakfast. But what? I had, like, a man... So, like, I would walk up to the cart to pay, and they would be like, oh, your breakfast has already been paid oh for. Oh, my God. But I wouldn't see him at the cart in the morning anymore, only when he would come in twice a week for lunch. Oh. But that was it. I my couldn't talk to him. Fluttering. I couldn't talk to him at the bar. <laughs> and I have not seen him again. Don't know his name. We ain't never going to see each other. Isn't that just cool? It is. I, I like it. I love shit like that. Look at Dustin. I saw people having sex on the F train platform. <laughs> 168th Street, I think it was, 163rd, 170-something, <laughs> whatever it is. It's the F train and, like, the second to last stop. Never forget it. He swung all so, the way. <laughs> I, went, I go down. It's nighttime, right? Mind you, this is the same. Um, anyway, that's another story, and that's for TMI. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about that on air. But a lot of shit had gone down at this train stop. So... I go down the steps and it was quiet because at this point it was like 11 o'clock at night. And if you know anything about Queens, you know, far out travel like that, you know, it's mad residential. So at nighttime, it's kind of quiet. Right. I go down the steps to get on the train. This was the train I took into the city because the F is express. So it's quicker. So I'm waiting down there. And at the time, this was before there was like free Wi-Fi in the train stations. But if you would stand in certain spots, you could, for some reason, like, pick up a little bit of a signal. So you were able to, like, keep up with whatever, you know, your apps on your phone and shit like that. So as I'm walking down to go, like, back to that spot, I guess my shoes were quiet. I don't know what the fuck it was. But I noticed, like, 
if you know how the train stations are made, there's an area underneath the back of the steps. And so, like, right, behind right, there. Right. Oh, gosh. I noticed, like, somebody, it looked like at first somebody was, like, crouched over, like they were, like their stomach was hurting or something, and, like, they were bending over, like, groaning. That's what I, initially, like, <laughs> when I looked. But as I looked again, I noticed they were, like, moving, like, kind of pumping, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I didn't see no nudity because it wasn't like they were naked. But he literally had his pants, like, down a little bit. And it was a girl in front of him, and they were having sex. They looked like they had been drinking a little bit, but they were literally having sexual intercourse on that train platform. (laughs) So when I saw it, I'm like, whoa! Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, whatever. And I turn around and, like, get the hell out of there. Because obviously I was intruding on their privacy. So I went down to the other end, and I didn't say nothing to nobody. I just literally went on about my business. But... I saw people having sex on the second to last stop on the F train. I mean, that's a New York staple. (laughs) I mean, I was just in the pit thinking. I had a dollar for every time I walked up on on some some platforms. I mean, pumping. Especially when I lived out in Brooklyn. Because, you know, a lot of them train platforms is outside, too. I was like, I cannot believe this is happening out here. For me, is that because y'all know I grew up in the project. So mm-hmm. whenever the elevators didn't work, mind you, I live on oh the fourteenth floor. Fourteenth mm-hmm. floor. Can you imagine? Steps. Think of the heat that we are I'm enduring right now. Tonight. Woo! Sometimes I wouldn't. I would text my mom like, "I know the elevator's broken, so Sorry. <laughs> I'm staying at right." But you know how many times I've made that turn up that one step? <laughs> I'd be like, "Ooh." <laughs> And then, you know, you got to get home. So you'd be like, excuse me. You got to go around and mind your business. <laughs> right. But, you know, he was he had turned around and was minding his business. So I did the same thing. I just went down to the other end. I'm riding the front car today, God damn it. <laughs> now, I remember so, yeah. that happened with, uh, and I, obviously I won't put the friend on blast, but they don't know who it is anyways. Um, we had been out of club and met these really two, like, dope-ass dudes. They walked us home, and we were talking, and... My friend and the dude went to the stairs to go talk, and then me and the dude stayed outside on yeah, the they bench. Went to go talk, all right. <laughs> and they and I went on the bench and stayed because I was like, "Oh, I'll stay outside that way, y'all have your privacy, whatever." So um, <laughs> I didn't text her or nothing to be like, "I'm coming up the stairs." This is one of the janky nights, so the elevator was broken, and. <laughs> She was going for it. Yo, that was so embarrassing. I was like, wow, I never, ever want to see you like that again. (laughs) Like, I know her very well now. Let's just say that. (laughs) I've seen a woman get get it in hanging out of the fire escape in Harlem. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Living on the edge. I mean, the fire escape. I'm sure it was hot, but all I know is I see this woman head out and titties hanging, (gasps) like, taking it. And I was just like, golly, all right. (laughs) Because you know how, like, some of the uh, back uh, apartments will face? So yes. I guess she thought that there was nobody really going to see. Was she Dominican? No, she was a black girl. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was a dark-skinned Dominican. She, she, that was a black girl. Oh, I'm like, because you know where mm-hmm. y'all at. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, usually. I could have been my cousin. You usually. Know I mean? Well, I wish the person I saw naked in my neighborhood would have been fine. I told you it was that old-ass lady across the way. Remember I told you all about that? <laughs> I saw her titties across the way, and I can't believe it. Like, I live in a neighborhood full of so many fine-ass people. Like, you everybody sure is fine do. in my neighborhood. Absolutely. The pets, everybody. The pets. They be handsome dogs and shit, pretty cats. Like, everybody looks good. But I have, and who do I see naked? 
<laughs> Cruella across the damn way from me. Anyway, I just got upset again. <laughs> what about scary? Scary things that made you be like, yo, New York is fucking wild. Um, <laughs> shit. Fights, every damn thing. You name it. I told you about that the other day when the guy was, the two guys were asleep on the train. I was on my way to work. And the one guy, his feet ended up brushing the other guy's like kneecap or something. And he Ooh. jumped up and, start, and started beating him like out of his sleep. What the fuck? And I felt so bad. Ooh, just thinking about it now. I told you some shit is hard for me to just see, but this time, dog, I'm like, ain't nothing I can do. Jeez. You just got to get dusted real quick. Like, he dusted his ass up, like, bloop, 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 like, real quick. Jeez. And then, like, cussed him out and shit. But what, what was hard about it was that he was really just asleep. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even realize his feet was hitting that motherfucker. So Aww. it was just some street shit. But yeah, like fights, dangerous shit, weapons being pulled out. Um, you name it. I've seen all of that shit. I've seen people running after other people. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? And I know what's about to go down. Mm-hmm. All that kind of shit. It's Look here, it's real out here. You know what I'm saying? I know. The streets, it's real. Okay, if you ain't never known, now you know. That's why you got to keep your shit close to you and just tuck your head and keep it moving. New York will teach you to mind your motherfucking business for real. Because if you see your ass getting whooped, you learn real quick, I don't want that to be my cheeks. And they're also, I think New York tests you a lot. Like... People will just say shit to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? And you have to have that pep talk with yourself. Like, is it worth it for me to say something back? Should I just keep it moving? Because people will test you all day long. For no ass For reason. no reason. And it'll be over nothing. It'll be over. Remember I told y'all that uh, one day I was walking through the tunnel. I think it was off the L. That takes you from the L to the 2-3. Yes. You know that tunnel, that long-ass tunnel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the ones at 14th Street. Yeah, and yeah. it was a group of girls. I told I told this story before on the podcast, and the girl, you know, I'm walking past. She was like, because I will smack the fuck out of this bitch. And I turned yeah. like, I know I'm not talking about me, because, you know, it just didn't make sense. I didn't even know who they were. Right. And they sure as hell were talking about me. And I looked at the girl, my dumb ass. I was like, I wish you would. That's right, And I friend. shouldn't have said that, but I couldn't help it. Because you couldn't believe that bitch had said that. Because it made no sense. Yep. Nobody's talking to y'all. I don't know y'all. I wasn't even looking in y'all's direction. It'd be different if I was, like, staring at them, you know, like, cutting my eyes or whatever. But I I literally wouldn't have known they were talking about me. But that happens. And New York is, is I'll admit, it's like that. Like, sometimes you just turn on the wrong block. Somebody's mad about God knows what. Yeah. And you gonna you gonna hear it. And then you have to kind of decide in that moment, like and the sad thing is sometimes you can decide like I'm not dealing with it and keep walking and they'll freaking follow you before you know it. You know how many like people will be surprised how many fights I've been in mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life. I've been jumped. That's why the video of Junior really affected me because that happened to me. I got jumped in a park by a crew of girls. And halfway in the fight, one of the girls was like, oh, shit, this isn't so-and-so, whoever it was they were looking for. But they, the adrenaline. Right, <laughs> wow. at that point. At that point, they just were, like, in it, and they were like, fuck it. And in my mind, I remember thinking, what do you mean, fuck it? Y'all just going to keep fucking me up for no, like, just because you're hot right now? Wow. Instead of stopping and being like, oh, shit, and running, like, whatever, just run and let's let it go. No, they continued. And that's something that, you know, unfortunately does happen, too. I remember going to the community center 
the BBQs on 23rd. The gay ass BBQs on 23rd. <laughs> is that what y'all call the community center? Yes, that's that's <laughs> the reference for. It. And it's I'm funny dead. that it's the gay. It's it literally is the gayest BBQs, right? And it's always that's the fun BBQ. It is, but it's literally always been known to me as the gay one. Every time I've gone, it's been a gay ass function or a bunch of gays. Like it's near nearest to the gay neighborhood. That's anyway, really funny. I say all that to say I'm here. I'm at. I'm there for like a birthday dinner, and we're down in like the basement part. Big so, mistake. <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> because they give you these Texas sauce bowls of all this liquor and sugar that people oh, just act yeah. the fucking ass. We used to think that was so good. What the hell? <laughs> Not so good. So bad, but it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you get fucked up though. Everybody's there fucked up. I remember I was there for somebody else's birthday and you know, forgive me, friend, for I was petty. <laughs> like I remember being there for somebody's party and going to the bathroom and these people making comments. Like I was walking by and it was a table full of men and women. And somebody made a comment. I remember the dude like front running it. So I, I basically played him out to be gay. And so then, because somebody called me a fag or some shit, and in my mind, I'm like, we're at the gayest place in, on, on earth to me right now. You calling me gay? Please. And so I remember making a gay joke or a reference in Adam for Adam, like this gay social media network, like all sorts of shit got him all riled up to the point to where two of the women at his table, like when I came out the bathroom and went back to my seat, they followed me to the table that we were at. And they literally started fighting. Like, it, like they, like, broke a glass. And, like, I didn't end up fighting. They were trying to fight somebody else. Because when they came over, everybody started popping shit and, like, jumped up on them. And it was, like, a whole-ass fight in the BBQs. Oh, my God. Then we leave this BBQs and, like, the you know, the, I guess the cops are coming or whatever. We're outside and the same dude that I accused of being gay is talking about he got a gun on him. He's like, what's <gasps> up, man? I got my gun. I got my strap. Da, da, da. Are you serious? I'm not kidding with you. Were and you shook? I, Tell the truth. So, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> I remember the adrenaline being in my head more than anything and me thinking like, if this nigga really had a gun, I would see this shit right now. Like, I've lived in Atlanta. I've seen a lot of bullshit. I know there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in New York. In Harlem... I've just seen niggas pull their shit out. Uh, like yeah. I've, I've like literally seen that shit. So for you to be walking up on me talking about some weapon or some on shit. On 23rd and 8th. And cars are, <laughs> are flying by. Outside of BBQ. I remember yeah. like being hot, not even thinking that he really has a fucking gun. Like remember, he, I'm sitting here watching him like shake his belt buckle, not his hand even in it or anything. Like thinking like, what the fuck? What gun? Like if you got it, I'm going to see that shit. And I remember my homeboy, Cortez, shout out to Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to fight. Like, we were really about to fight these people. And I remember thinking, like, New York City is some bullshit. How do we get discriminated against in the gayest place in the Yo, city? Yo, it tests you. Yo. There would be days where you really, you'd be like, I might have to fight today. And and that was one of them nights that I just knew that I, I might not make it, but at least I was going to go out like a G. Because I was not going to let no, them play me. We all drunk in this fucking establishment in the gayest place ever. And y'all laughing at me, dropping the F-bomb and all that shit. No, you can all go to hell. Your man can go to hell and you can go too, bitch. Like, fuck all y'all. Right, let's talk about them kids. That's what I would have got on. I was like, well, first of all, both of y'all ugly. So I can only imagine them fourth graders, third graders y'all didn't produce. Oh, no. Moving on. <laughs> So do we have to keep telling these stories or like I mean what? I mean a lot of crazy shit has happened. You want to tell New fight York. stories? Oh lord! So we went to so <laughs> we had an incident where we were totally discriminated against in New Jersey by a mm. cab driver and some spe some spectators, and so we did what we had to do, and while we were being detained. Um, one of our dear friends, Drew Shade, and I 
and oh, someone else who are together. Oh, should I tell this story on on the air? I shouldn't say that. I don't know, but I, I well, I could only tell this if Drew was here. So I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> Everybody, tweet Drew Shade. That's what we'll do to make this right. I just thought you were about to tell the end part. But I'm, I'm not gonna leave the no. That's the part where I'm not gonna <laughs> tell it. Wait, this isn't that story. Yeah, this is that oh, story. No. Okay, no. so everybody no. tweet, <laughs> tweet. No, not everybody tweet Drew Shade. He is going to and kill ask you. them what's the story with Dustin. Oh no! And something he did while we were being detained. Oh, he's going to kill you. And that's how I'll close out my New York City stories. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have one last, like, one last fucked up thing to say. Yeah. And and this was, like, a really fucked up day. We can't end it on a fucked no, 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 up. No, no, They're but, not going to come to New York. So, but here's, here's the thing, right? So, I used to work at, uh, mm. I, I used to work at Shake Shack. I used to open up shacks. I used to work it for different ones. Like, oh, nine. I, I was a bomb-ass employee. I was cool with everybody. I was reliable as fuck. I was one of those niggas, if I had to get to work, I might be late. But when I show up, not only do I show out, like, I, I do three, four people's job. I'll stay late if I need to. I'm that nigga. Anyway, I say all that because I was going to work one day. And I remember feeling like everything was working against me. Like, I just could not get my footing. I remember locking myself out the house. Oh, I remember tripping down the stairs. Ooh. <laughs> sound of I remember missing the train. Ah. So I had to take a bus. Oh, damn. Now, city bus is some bullshit. Oh, God. But I worked on the east side. So it's like I had to get to the east side. And the train at this time, for whatever reason, it was not going to come. Like, they were like, train's not working. You got to walk. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is before the you knew what time the train was coming. Right. This is pre-apps. Like, this is all that bullshit. I'm like not knowing when the train's gonna come. I catch a bus. I'm on this bus. A fight breaks out on the damn bus. The bus pulls over and stops, so we cannot go. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna be late for work. Like I cannot believe I'm gonna be late for work. <laughs> so finally, I get off the bus. I take another crosstown bus. Get to the train station. The train station is closed. There are cops. Like they're cornering it off because there was a man in the train station running around with a knife. Like, what? on 125th, where the 456 was, he was, like, slicing people in the train station. So they weren't letting nobody in or out of the station. I, I worked maybe one or two express stops on this train, and I remember thinking to myself, like, well, I'm not, <laughs> like, if I can't get down on this train, like, I just can't make it to work. Right when I said that, I'll never forget. The dude, whoever, like, I guess was slicing, just a nigga came running past me mm. with a weapon, and <laughs> he got tackled. And I just remember thinking, like, that nigga could have, like, sliced me on his way. Like, that, like it could have been him. Like, it was the culprit, but he could have, like, got me. And I was just thinking, like. He could I'm, have cut you. He could have cut me. That is some scary shit. But I remember thinking to myself, like, later on that day, like, that didn't happen. Like, I, all this shit kept happening to me, like, delaying me so I didn't have to be in the midst of that bullshit. So, like, literally by this close, like, some bullshit could have happened to me. Time was on your side, It baby. really was. And it was like, at that point, I thought to myself, like, am I going to leave New York? Because this is some crazy fucking scary shit. Or am I going to look at this as, like... Did you tell your mom? No, I ain't. <laughs> she probably hearing this story. I, I remember... Her seeing like you know she'd have been like get your ass back. You know they right. see all that new stuff. <laughs> anyway. Motherfuckers running around with knives and shit. They see all that new stuff and they hit me up every time they see something. I know it must and, have been so scary. So I can't even imagine telling her that, that that happened to me. And I remember going to work and people were like being like, "Yo, I can't believe you still came into work." And niggas at work was like, "I was just on that train right before," and like all sorts of shit. Shout out to Shake Shack, man, Upper East Side. <laughs> There's a lot of cool ass niggas in there, man. 
My um, so when we lived, when I was younger, we lived with my grandmother up until mm-hmm. I was about either seven or nine. Um, and then finally, because to get in the projects here in New York, I mean, I don't know if it's like that in every city. You have to wait on a waiting list for a long ass time. Like sometimes right. it takes like I don't know about right now, but at that time it could take anywhere from like five to ten years. Um, and my mom had put in, and we finally got the letter that we got an apartment, which is a really big deal. Right. You know, like we lived in a house. Man, the house I grew up in was wild. My uncles were wild, like drug addicts, alcoholism, you name it. It was like straight out of an 80s movie for New York. You know, like what you would expect. Um, mm. We all lived piled on in the house. So it was a blessing. My mom and I like about to have our own crib. Yeah. So we're like excited. We move out, getting like furniture and stuff. And then um, a couple of days later, we... I think it was New Year's, so we went and spent it at my grandma's with the family, you know, not to spend it, like, by ourselves. We get back to the crib, and we get held at gunpoint in the elevator. Oh, my God. I'm talking about this girl and this guy tell my mom and I to hold the door. Um, we We hold the door, get in the elevator, and it's like a couple together, so we're not thinking anything. And then the dude all of a sudden pulls a gun out, uh, pushes my mom up against the wall, pushes in her stomach. And mind you, she's with a seven-year-old. He didn't give a fuck. And he's, like, telling her give her everything. She's giving him, and then she tells him, like, just let me keep the keys so that, you know, we can go home right now. Like, it's late. And at least he had half a heart. <laughs> so he let my mom have the keys. At least. You wow. know what I mean? Like, right. he was like, fuck it. You know, because it was late at nighttime, and she's with a little kid. And then he runs out the elevator, and she runs out, and my mom and I just standing there like, what the fuck have we signed up for? And that was our first week welcome (laughs) (laughs) where I then lived for many, many years. But that's how we got introduced to that block. Ain't that something? (laughs) Wow. Can you imagine getting in that elevator the next day? Did you ever see his ass again? Never. I don't think he was from that building. I think he just happened to see us and was like, it's the projects anyways. Fuck it. I hope he fell off a balcony. <laughs> right. <laughs> but could you, High like, one. New York is wild. As hell. And we had, we rode that elevator every day. Yeah. You know, like, that's just how it was. And that's just how it is. Sometimes you get mugged in your own lobby, your own elevator. People get pushed in. Y'all seen those videos. Mm-hmm. But let's not end on a scary note. Right. What the fuck, y'all? Let's end it with a story that'll make people be like i love new york (laughs) after all that they're not coming what's something that made you be like i fucking love this city the first time i went to the box oh my god the The first time i went to the box the box for those of you who don't know the box is a really (laughs) extreme burlesque club that's a good way of putting it very extreme burlesque club with performance art that they, you know, have that takes place multiple times throughout the night. And as the night progresses, the art and the expression gets more and more extreme. <laughs> so, like, by that by that 2.30, 3 o'clock show, like, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> and the very first time I went in. Yo, the fucking vibe. It was like a private party that night. So they took my phone. They took everybody's phones. And I remember it was, well, I can say this part because this isn't incriminating. Like, when I first walked in, it was, like, Kelly Osbourne and Janet Mott and this actor. I can't remember his name. 
And then we walked in and we walked past them. They were like partying in the front and we walked past them to the bar and I just had one of the most magical nights I've ever had in my life. I was with this guy who made these like multi-layered like video art pieces on Instagram. He was like famous for it. And so he took a video of my friend walking down this alley that was like to the over to the side by the box, but it was outside with all these string like lights across the uh the roof of it. And my friend is a model and so he was like like dancing kind of like throughout that street. And the other guy made that, him and his girlfriend made, like, the most beautiful video of my friend doing that. And then we went back and then we had stepped outside. And then we went back in the club. <laughs> and um, I just remember, like, going upstairs and discovering that the VIP sections up there had these big velvet curtains. And so as we were walking past, people were opening their curtains and stuff. There was all kind of stuff going on. <laughs> Like, it was just the most... I had never been to a club and seen some of the stuff that I saw happening in there. It introduced me to New York and to that sort of partying in New York where, like, literally... The last time I was at the box, um, shout out to Jordan Love, a, a friend of mine. We went to a party for... I can't remember who it was. It was an absolute party. And there was a young lady doing, like, trapeze or whatever above the bar. They had literally hung a trapeze, like, whatever the thing is called. Yeah. The ropes and shit above the bar. And she was doing that in a ballerina outfit while Cameo Candy was playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of shit that goes on at yes. the box. Claude so, took me there for my 29th birthday. <sighs> friend. And I remember being like, what the <laughs> fuck? There was, like... People pooping on stage. Yeah. It was. It's a very. It's wild. It's wild. But it's amazing because it, it it like fucks with your head. Like mm -hmm. you're like, is this really happening? Like, am I watching this right now? But that's just the get down. Fists go play. I had never seen like anything like it. Woo. <laughs> this girl came out. It was like a fake horse. <laughs> she had like she had like not nothing nasty, but she had she was topless, and they had this humongous like fake horse that was really like four people standing up, oh and she God. was like on top of it, and she had like lasers hanging off of her breasts, <laughs> and so as she was performing, she was like manipulating her breasts so that the lasers were beaming straight away. <laughs> it was crazy, wow. crazy, and they don't tell you that. No. It's, like, not marked, like, nothing. Right, which is why I think Claw was excited to take me there for my birthday, because I had never heard of it. Yep. Then we walked in. I'm thinking it's just going to be a burlesque show, which nah, I was like, oh, baby. this is cool. And I couldn't Little be farther you know. from this. So we got to go to the box. We do. We yeah, we got to go to the box. <laughs> What's your magical closeout so they don't get scared in New York? I can't choose one, so I'm going to choose a bunch of different moments from a bunch of New Year's that I've spent in New York. Oh, just because... New Year's. Nothing like New Year's here. Like, I have just had the randomest of luck on New Year's. Like, it's always just the thanking the higher for what's, gone, what's happened for the year. Yeah. And then also, like, the ushering in of the new... You so sound whatever, like a preacher. <laughs> so Preach, look, 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 and so like when it happens, you know, you gotta. It's a celebration, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're partying literally from this year until the next one. That's right. <laughs> so you're drinking from today until tomorrow. Tomorrow. So for me, I just always had a very magical time. Whenever it's come to New Year's, I've always been out in the streets. I've always, like, gone into, like, random parties. I've always been able to just get into these random places. 
And one New Year's, I was hanging out with my homegirl, and I remember we went outside, and it was her and her homegirls. Or we went to, like, maybe this is our third or fourth party of the night, and it's at some club, and we can't even get into the club because her friends are inside. And so some woman comes outside to smoke some cigarette, and I'm, I just started making small talk with the woman. She's got on this necklace, and it says Tanya, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, Tanya, I see you with your necklace. She's like, oh, thanks, love. And we start talking. Next thing I know, she's like, come inside. I'm like, all right. I'm like, we coming in. So then the security <laughs> dude, like, I literally, it's Tanya goes in, I go in, and the security dude doesn't let my homegirls in. Oh, no. And then they're, they're like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yo, they're with me. And then he's like, and who are you with? I'm like, I'm with Tanya. And then he was like, oh, okay. And then he like, lets them <laughs> And then they were so, so mad. New York. I, I'll never forget my homegirl. She was like, are you fucking kidding me? How did you fucking do that? And I was like, bitch, we were tired. Let's go. Like, you in. And she was like, no, you ain't never. Like, I have literally, I'd never been there. N- didn't know nothing about nothing. I just know I was talking to Tanya. He asked me who I was with. I, Tanya asked me to come in. I was with Tanya. I so we all got it. in. And I just remember thinking <laughs> that was like one of many nights where I just knew that I had like a power, like I belonged in New York because like I could get my way wherever you I move, was. You could finesse. Yeah. That's why sometimes when I'm at places, and doubling back to the two chain story, like I was the dude, the nigga at the door. Like I was the one supposed to be working the list for this party, and then two chains was like the guest of honor, and it was like a whole bunch of like rap legends in the building. But I got to like be able to talk to him and like usher him around the suite. So like to fast forward, where like I'm in this position where I'm not the nigga at the door, but I have to deal with somebody at a door. I know what time it is. You don't got to, like, do all that with me. So when I'm in certain situations, I know how to talk my way in. And I've done it so much in New York City. Even for Pride Weekend, I'll never forget going into one of the clubs. And because of y'all, because of going out with Dustin and them, the nigga at the door knew who I was and just <laughs> let us in. And I was like, oh. And they're like, oh, you said you don't come out. I'm like, I don't. I just know them from when I do come out. <laughs> like, they're looking at me like, yeah, right. I'm like, okay. You seenster. Man, please. Asante the hipster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You wish. What about you, friend? Magical New York City moments. I mean, I think what I love, and I know you guys will agree, it's a great city to fall in love in. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something. It is, and y'all know it. I know Woo! y'all like to play the the ice cold ice box, <laughs> but you know, it's a great ice trader. Okay, Omarion, ice, ice, ice. Ever nigga hating, call him Joe Button. Okay. <laughs> Right, no, tell the truth. Is this not a great city to fall in love I with? I tell you this. <laughs> it's a great city to make great memories with yes. someone that you Fair have enough. special feelings Fair for. Enough. Yes. Yes. Fair yes. enough. It doesn't Being, even have to be that intense. Loving someone in New York City is fun because there's so many different things that Falling you guys can do together. Falling in love for together. the night. Oh, fun oh, love for the Oh, baby. Okay, I'm changing clothes when we leave the studio. I go, okay, shit. Look, I got I cannot wait. Hell yeah. You see a stranger, let me tell you. That's what I'm saying. New York is great for that. That's amazing. The best, friend. You know, y'all make out for hours. Oh, my God. And then y'all just can't get enough of each other. And then you probably never see each other again. But it's just like, that's fucking New York. I haven't done that in a long time, but I remember. How many years I did. <laughs> and then it really be favorite. fucked up when it's somebody you know. Ooh. That, oh, my God. Ooh. Do you know the last New Year's party I went to? Because now I just usually slow it down and just be in someone's house. But there was this dude, and he liked me for years. But he was in the music industry, and I was like, ah, I'm not trying to mix that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people, what a uh, dame call it, chatty patties. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not trying to play into that. Um, right. But I don't know what I drank that night. And he was lit, and I was lit, and it was weird because I he went into the bathroom, but he like 
turn and give me this. <laughs> I love it. You know, that's my. That's my. <laughs> For whatever reason, I caught the look, followed him it. to the bathroom, yes. closed the door, and we were like, it was just ridiculous. Like you 15, 16. Ridic- you know, you're like slamming against Yes. The wall. <laughs> oh, it looks like court, like it's blocking, like you, like it's choreographed. <laughs> Fran, you know I like that moment in clubs. We, right, you know what's you're up. making out so hard. You know you like collapse on the floor because y'all. It was I <laughs> like, don't even like, like MTV's undressed. Right, <laughs> 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 them scenes where them college kids would be hooking up. You just see the shirts go up. Yes, and them, <laughs> just looking like Beyonce in the Ape Shit video when she was throwing that dress around. That's how y'all. Was <laughs> but I felt terrible because then I remember he messaged me like, "What's up?" and I was like. Oh, nothing. Nah, like that was some New York shit. Like, oh. <laughs> Which is terrible. But he's still cool. We're cool. That's good. He let it go, and it's just like, hey, what's up? Hey, it was a great you? memory to be had. <laughs> but you know how you do that, and then you be like, when you sober up, you be like, wow, bro. Ooh. What the fuck? Look, and that's why he going to get you fucked up again. <laughs> So the next time you see what happened him, I don't drink no more. <laughs> right. <laughs> she don't want to have a drink no more. Oh, she don't want to have a drink no more. <laughs> Kiki. Okay. <laughs> Are you riding? Man, great times in New York. Oh, what New a beautiful York, New city. New York, yes, big city amazing. of dreams. So I'm that's it. In New York. <laughs> Wait, Dustin, sounds like you were going to tell us. No, I was going to say nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I love New York. One more little feel good moment. <laughs> you see, it's at the Go tip ahead. of his tongue. Okay, so one time, <laughs> I'll just say this. It's a great place. And one time I was going across the Brooklyn Bridge in a car, and I had somebody's head oh, in my lap. Not oh. in that way. Oh. Not in that way. Before <laughs> y'all start, my aunties and shit be listening to this. <laughs> Not in that way. They just were literally laying their head in my lap. And I was, like, playing with their hair. And I was oh. looking out the window like, I cannot believe that this person, because if I told y'all who it was, y'all would really be like, nigga, what? But, like, I was like, I can't believe that this person is right here in my lap at this time, and this is me, and I'm looking out the fucking window on the Brooklyn Bridge. And that's like, a beautiful drive, like, as far as the bridge and the lights. I could not believe it. And that's what they was looking up at, the lights, because they said you could see it better if they laid in my lap. Oh, stop it. Ugh. Y'all are going to make me fall in love Shout this summer New with York. the story. Shout out to New York. Shout out to New York. That's the title of the episode. Co-produced by Afropunk and How Stuff Works, Afropunk Solution Sessions is a podcast that explores real-world solutions to the problems that marginalized people face. From running for political office to restorative justice to activism, Afropunk Solution Sessions arms people with the knowledge and tools they need to affect change and build power in black communities. Every Wednesday, co-hosts Bridget Todd and Eves Jeffcoat speak with members of the Afropunk community, celebrated thinkers and community leaders like Stacey Abrams, not to be confused with Stacey Adams, Matthew Kincaid, not to be confused with Matthew Knowles, and Patrice Killers, <laughs> not to be confused with your cousin Patrice, because everybody got a cousin named Patrice, and I love mine. Shout out to <laughs> Patrice. I love you, Tracy. About how to resist oppression and stay engaged. Afropunk Solution Sessions is inciting meaningful conversations and motivating people to make a difference. Some of these conversations include, what does it mean for black people to have a seat at the table? How can we expand reproductive rights for marginalized people? How can we reclaim our space? Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
<laughs> oh, that felt good, right? Yep. Look at us. We all feel lovey-dovey and mushy. Free JT. Yep. So y'all ready to jump into this yes. week's well? And out of that one. I'll <laughs> even sing it this week. Well, 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 well. Not talking about that no more. So do y'all have AC in your house or not? No. Three of them. Three of them? You crazy. One in my room, one in the middle, and one on the other end of the house. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Do you put it on blast? Yes. Do you remember the days you didn't have AC? No, because remember, <laughs> I didn't grow up here. So you growing up in the Midwest, yeah, we AC. had central air. Right. So that's why when I moved to New York, like, ain't no homie don't play that. No way. Right. Jose. Asante, me and you were the fan, the fan t- siblings over we here. We the hot ones. The hot, the hot boys. <laughs> hot <laughs> boys. <laughs> Dustin, you got what I want. What I want. Just no, a little lazy. You didn't finish telling us. So Mm-mm. your landlord won't allow it so the building that i live in and and i i'm scared to talk about this because there's been like a lot of like you know new developments in the neighborhood which makes me think the rent's gonna go up and things are happening you know it is but you know the wiring in my building is fucked up so like even in the apartment there's like some like some wires that have to like lead to some other shit to make some shit work so it's for me to have ac in my room it might blow the fuse which the last one that i did almost did like, I remember being like, oh, what's that noise? And like, oh, oh, oh. Like, <laughs> but I was like, am I going to be in here being hot or am I going to be cool and maybe my window's going to explode? What am I going to do? But I found a solution and me and my landlord have been talking about the solution, but he trying to overcharge me for the other bill for when the power's going to go up when I get this AC and that's what we're right. right now. That's what the, the text chain was about. Because I will be getting AC now that I know where to run the line from because we got some new neighbors next door and they got some new wire in their apartment. And they're African and they're cool. And the wife want to braid my hair. <laughs> anyway, so yes, that's my story. My building Shady 2 AC. They So you can't have your own AC, but they have their AC installed. And then you can decide to have it activated or deactivated, which is funny because it's literally a lock that they put on the outlets. That's deactivation. <laughs> so you can't turn it on. But you have to pay. This is where they get you. You have to pay $50 a month to activate it. And you can't decide like, okay, I'll just pay, you know, $50 June, July, August. You have to pay it for the year. So if I were to activate it right now, I would have to pay them the back I'd have to owe them. Hell no. Nah. Right. For January up until, what are we, in July of not paying. Back pay. That's total bullshit. Ain't that the crazy, like the shit that Hell these buildings nah. come up with. I just sent y'all a picture of the lock on the outlet. It looked like a chastity <laughs> belt. It does. It's a little red <laughs> you, chastity look, you belt. You sit in front of his sweat like. Looking at the AC. <laughs> But I was just like, that's fucked up. It I mean, it up. hasn't bothered me because, like I said, I've lived, I think I've lived in my building for, what, seven, eight years now. And I've just never liked AC. Even when I was in the PJs, I didn't like AC. I've just never liked AC. Frank, you just right. didn't have the right kind. No, when I just When you lived in Atlanta, you ain't like the AC? You know what? When, we, when I was in Atlanta, <laughs> like because it was the like central it. air. That's right. That's right. right. So you like I, that but I will always wake up sick. Like I was mm. ask anyone who knew me when I lived in Atlanta those two years, my I was always coughing. See, you ain't have a humidifier then. 
because no, it was so I humid outside. That pollen was probably killing. Then me the too. pollen. See, I oh had, my god! It was just a bad combination. We gonna get you some Central AC in New York, <laughs> and we gonna tell you what you missed. And I've, right. you know, I've tried. Like even when I go to hotels now, like I, the first thing I do when I go into the hotel room is turn the AC off. Yo, that should be blasting. First thing we do is turn it on. <laughs> turn it. Turn Anytime it. Anytime you go to my room, you see how it always smells like a fucking spa because I turn it off and then I spray it down with like mm-hmm. eucalyptus or lavender or whatever just to give it that like since it's warm in there it gives it like a nice vibe but um one tip i wanted to give to people because i know that ac is a luxury not everyone has ac not everyone can afford it and like your building not not all buildings are equipped to even allow us to use it um so i remember one of the because y'all know i'm from the islands and one island tip that people used to put us onto that really works and it has worked for me since forever was that when you take a shower i know your instinct is to take a cold shower but you should actually take a warm shower mm-hmm. right because <laughs> most people especially you getting home from the train you're sticky you know it's muggy outside you want to jump in and let that cold water just kind of hit you and i get that but what happens and i was actually looked it up too because i was like you know all the island people always say to do that um, and I was trying to see what the science behind it. And I found an article on this website called theconversation.com that said... A what cold, they talking about? <laughs> a cold shower to cool off might seem like a, good, like a good immediate choice. We feel cooler because of the combination of the cold water and the decreased blood flow to the skin. But in fact, our core will get warmer because of the reduced heat loss from the body without skin blood flow. So some minutes later, we feel hot again. You know when mm-hmm. you get out the shower, especially if you have a fan in your room, which means you're just blowing hot air mm-hmm. <laughs> all around. You ever have that thing when you walk out the shower and that heat hits you and you're like, oh, and you really realize how hot the apartment is. Right. <laughs> it's like it hits you in that moment. I walk into my room and I'm like, damn, what is this wall of heat in here? <laughs> it's literally a wall of heat that as soon as you open that curtain, or I know some people have the glass shower door, when that slides over, it just pff, yes. hits you like a wall of fire. Um, but that's because you've reduced heat loss and uh, slowed down the blood flow. So that's why you feel hot again. But when you put a warm water, room temperature water, not like scalding, you know, hot. Right. Like you don't want that. But a warm sensation on the skin will actually increase the blood flow to the skin, which also increases heat loss from the body. So that is the way when you walk out. It's almost like you're um, matching, Mm -hmm. you know, you're making your body's temperature adapt to the environment you're in. So you want that heat loss. You want that blood flow to continue so that when you step out into that wall, you match it. You know what I mean? Your mm-hmm. body's temperature, your core temperature matches the temperature of the room. So you actually feel cool and you don't feel your body's like working over time to try to figure out why the fuck it's so hot and how you're going to sit in this heat with this sweat, hot man. ass fan. Yeah. And you already dripping from the cold shower. So, <laughs> so keeping cool in summer will be more effective with a warm shower rather than a cold shower. Uh, it always seems warm initially, but then after a few minutes of a warm shower, you actually feel super comforted. That's something I've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why when people come to my house and be like, oh, girl, how could you be here with no AC? And I'm like, I honestly don't feel it like most people do um, because that's one of the biggest trips on trip. I should say, on regulating your body's temperature and allowing it to adapt to the temperature of the room you're in. So that's just a really helpful tip 
take a room temperature shower. First of all, I don't know who started the cold shower nonsense in the first place. I don't give a damn how hot I am. Do you I not am. take cold showers in Hell the summer? No, really? I don't take cold showers. I would rather, like, the idea of letting that cold-ass water hit me, like, I, I, my body is cringing right now. That's so interesting because mm-hmm. I feel like that's so common. Like, people are like, oh, I can't wait to get home and take it a is. cold shower. I've never understood that because that is not fun. Like, at the beach and shit, when that cold-ass Ooh, water I be hitting you, that. I'm like, oh, my God. You know that's why I don't really like swimming pools. Showers are supposed to be warm. <laughs> Just I, period. I'm always in a warm shower. Yeah, I've never understood a cold shower. Plus, you know, it detracts. Oh, You know what I'm saying? Go. Like, you got to, you know, you got to be careful with that. You got to... <laughs> You gotta know when to hold them so that you don't fold them. Okay, so don't get in that cold water if you got somewhere to be. I'm gonna put it like that because uh, that's real. What they call it? Never mind. Go ahead, friend. And that's the perfect ending. Literally. Literally. Okay, if you want your ending. Point. Period. Point. Being the key word. <laughs> Now let's move on to Mr. Music, man, which I'm actually very excited about because there's a lot of music to talk about. There is a lot of music to talk about. And before we dive in, I just wanted to start the Music Man segment off with a quick highlight. Um, uh, A very dear friend of mine, shout out to Piff Marty. He just put out his project and I've been talking about it. Fucking star! I'm a, you know what? Piff Marty a, doesn't that sound like a big famous rapper? Yes. And I'm gonna play you some of his music after this because he's really dope to me. And he actually in one of his songs he he's rapping. There's a bar about Ludacris, and it's funny that he says that to me, or he says that in the song because to me he kind of has a style that's reminiscent of Ludacris to me. And you know he asked me, he was like, "Why do you think I sound like Ludacris?" And I was trying to explain it to him, and I couldn't really explain it to him because like the animated, yeah, energy. like you know he's got that like charisma in his voice, that character going, and he like the way he tells stories. It makes me think of how Ludacris used to tell his stories back in the day. And then it made me remember like this nigga's younger than me, a, and he's a northern nigga, b. So like he's really not gonna remember shit. But I also had to remember why I grew to love Ludacris, and I wanted to just go over some of my favorite songs that Ludacris was on. Wow, Ludacris. Appreciation Appreciate post. An unsung. Uh, absolutely. Right. <laughs> because Ludacris was once one of the flyest rappers I out there. I loved, like, he had a moment. Speaking of moments. Golden bold. Can we just start with, and there are a lot of different places we could start, but because I'm from Atlanta, I don't want to take it too far back. But I would like to start with Keith Murray. He had a song. Keith and, Murray, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Friend, why up. when I said this name... And, you know, I hate to do it to you, Moselle, you know, he really wasn't knowing who I was talking about at first. He didn't know Moselle? who Keith Murray was? He, he knew, but, you know, he just wasn't really familiar with the song that I was really spitting, right? Keith Murray was in total. Do you remember? <laughs> he was. <laughs> Keisha and Keith. Wasn't that total? Wasn't Keith Murray the other one in total? <laughs> oh, that was Pam. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> Keith Murray had, actually, he was on a <laughs> Can't you see <laughs> Keith Murray had a song called Fatty Girl. Oh, my. And Fatty Girl featured. <laughs> and now I'm trying to and not think about. And you have the nerve about... to go, can't you see? <laughs> right. And I'm trying to not think of them doing Fatty Girl. I look because... at Keith Murray doing the total dance. Of doom, 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 doom. With his big old jacket. <laughs> yeah. Keith Murray. Meanwhile, on the Fatty Girl, it's a woman singing on the hook, and I'm trying not to think about it. Keith Murray. What was Keith Murray? Oh, Candy Bar. Wasn't that Keith? Oh, sorry. I'm trying to remember. The most beautifulest thing in the world is just like like that. Oh, my God. 
Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. This is this is good. This is great. This is great. Bridging the gap. So special delivery. Um, also, Keith Murray was on the remix of that, and Ludacris was as well. But Keith Murray had a song called Fatty Girl with LL Cool J and Luda. And because Luda was rapping his ass off on that, I remember that being like one of the earlier tracks he was like featured on. I heard on. that go, Fatty Girl, Fatty, is that one? Yeah, oh my God. Remember that sound? <laughs> and Luda opens it. You ready for this, friend? <laughs> so and the hook was fatty girl yeah fatty girl oh my yes. god i've heard that in years yes. what year was that that was 2000 remember every beat yes. like that <laughs> according to the tunes of the eye this is 2003 wow but it might be later than that earlier than who knows but yeah, Keith Murray, yeah, yeah, you know it. Keith Murray was a shit. He really was. I had a little Chris moment. It made me remember that, like, I was like, Keith Murray, like, I, for whatever reason, really thought that I was from the North. <laughs> and Keith it was Murray's on of... tour. Right now? Yeah, with the Dog Pound. What? Yeah. He has a stop at the Emerald Theater in Mount Clemens. I don't know where that is. but it's Mount on Clemens, the... Michigan? In Michigan? On the 27th, y'all. So if you miss Keith Murray, show him some love. That's what, uh, according to Spotify. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. They spot a find tonight. They done found <laughs> Keith Murray. God damn. Spot a find. That's what you just got that information from. Ludacris, his debut project was mm-hmm. actually called Back for the First Time, mm. which was an That's awesome. That's a dope ass title. It's a dope ass title. And there are a lot of, <laughs> there are a lot of Atlanta classics on this project. Um, one, he had a song called Ho. Mm. And. <laughs> I remember getting in trouble in school at pep rallies. Because, Just face it. Because teachers used to tell us to not yell this, but this is the whole. Oh, oh, use a hoe. Use a hoe. I said that you use a hoe. Use a hoe. I would like use I would like hoe play at my funeral, and I want to play for all the haters that couldn't make it. Wow. I want to play for myself. <laughs> okay. I think that Ludacris is just a master at what he did. Like, to be a nigga from not even Chicago, Champaign, Illinois, right? Champaign. And to come to Atlanta and be a dope-ass DJ, a dope-ass on-air personality. He was DJing for Freak Nick. So I think this is why I have like wow, a really? little... I think I have a little bit of an obsession with Freak Nick and how I missed that era and how I wish I was like a growner nigga then so I could experience some of it Man, even though it wasn't for remember me. Remember watching the footage of Freak Nick? That shit was like, whoa. <laughs> and that's people's mamas. <laughs> right. Grandmothers, no. Grandmothers. The grandmama's the baby that's- at this point. <laughs> Here you go. Shout out to Carrie's shout Corner. Shout out to Carrie, Carrie's Corner, and shout out to Jocelyn. The grandma was the baby. Listen. And Ludacris introduced me to Shauna. Yes. Getting, 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 getting. Okay. Shauna was, was on the What's Your shit. Fantasy on that project, I, I think believe. that was the first time I've heard her. Yeah. Yeah. See, Ludacris brought so many gems. Shout out to everybody that thought Shauna and Babs Bunny was the same person, which was so rude to me. Damn. Who thought that, Dustin? Everybody thought Sean and Babs was the same person. I'm like, how y'all gonna think they're the same? <laughs> what else is the um, Luda, <laughs> Luda also had on this very same project uh, a song called Fat Rabbit. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Which was the classic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one word is, uh, you know, let me touch it, <laughs> let me feel it, let me grab it. That that, that fat, fat rabbit. rabbit. Yes. Great. Wait, play that a little bit. <laughs> I be that nigga named Luda. Ooh. A.K.A. L-O-B-A. L-O-B-A. Put that shit, nigga. What you wanna say one time? Southside, let's ride. And if you love what you do, do you what you say. I'm just the wrong way. Damn, that's Timbaland and also, Ludacris was on Timberland the remix. He had that whole phase on lock. He had a whole... Ain't it crazy how many eras he's had? <laughs> Never right. mind. Truly, though. Wow, you about to blow my mind. Don't get me going. I'm too high. <laughs> Let me just try to stay focused. Um, Ludacris was also on a remix to uh, Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On. <gasps> or no, um, what the... One Minute Man. Which, yes. The remix, actually, for that had Trina, Jay-Z... And the video had Shar Jackson at the desk talking about Hell no, it please me, you gotta sleep in it. She, oh yeah, one minute, two, two minutes, minutes, three minutes. Hell, hell no, to please me, you gotta sleep in it. <laughs> yeah, you talk a good game can and you, you s- and you play hard, but, but if, if you I, gotta, if I let you play in it, can, can you, you stay, stay hard? hard? If not, you better keep your day, day job because I'm, I'm looking for a man to make me say God. Uh, wasn't it Missy's birthday this week? Yeah, yes. happy, happy birthday, birthday to Missy. Happy birthday, Missy. You are the queen. You are forever. You're for the real. best. Yes. Unmatched. Nobody yes. in the world. Unfucking yes. matched. Literally the greatest. Like, when I tell you, you gave birth to so many styles. Literally changed the game. For real. They were playing. Um, shout out to Naima, who y'all know be doing the dope yes. ass yes. Uh, music sermons. Hashtag music sermons. She did one on Missy this week. She is just a bomb music like music historian because I was looking through that thread and she was posting a lot of Missy's videos and I was like, how ahead oh, of her man. time? Like this is when videos were like two, three million dollars. Remember yes, when they Hype had like Williams Hype Williams, now. Little X, and oh my god, she was ahead of her time because the videos look dope now in 2018, yep. which is a hard feat. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. So I know you feel me though. I just had to give some sort of appreciation and talk of Ludacris. Uh, the the hits go on. That was literally the first part of his era. There was a uh, the song with Nate Dogg, <laughs> Area Codes. Oh, legendary. In a different area. That was code. actually on his the word of mouth project. <laughs> that was on his word of mouth project. <laughs> they love that. Oh my god! They and, come on right after. Um, this is how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All the time. Are you <laughs> it's over then. That one is dope. <laughs> um, also on that same project, word of mouth was Roll Out My Business, where Ludacris was really rapping the fuck off, like, and going the fuck Roll off on people. Roll Out. <laughs> yes. Are you custom made? Custom made? Or are you just custom fitted? <laughs> Luda was a shit, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm, I'm just sitting what up here looking. What was his last album? Uh, well, I'm glad that you asked me that question because I was g- going to see if I was going to talk about Ludacris today, and uh, I'm not really doing his movies. That. Oh, Ludaversal in 2015. I don't. I'm not familiar with that project. But then he got into the um, 
Fast and the Furious yeah. franchise, you know, which was a bomb move. So he lost me right at Battle of the Sexes. I think that was the one that had the uh, My, My Chick, Chick Bad. bad. He had a song in there with Lil' Kim that was the shit. Can you, do you have the track list up or no? If you don't, we don't have hey to go ho. through that. That was the jam. When yeah, I say hey the jam, the jam, the jam. He had a jam. lot on that project because he had a song with Monica, with mm-hmm. Gucci. They're cousins. With Monica. Who, Monica and... Ludacris. Oh, shit. Blood cousins. For real? Mm-hmm. Dang. I mean, good. I'm loving the A. Just run so deep. But yes, My Chick Bad, I thought, was uh, one of the last things I want to talk about because not only did it... It was a good song. It was fun. It was a great song, and there were like two different versions of it because I remember he did like the... The female... remix with Trina. Yeah, Trina snapped on he that. He did, and the, the whole point of the remix was it was just all women. Right. So he wanted... like It was like... All chicks bad. All the bad bitches coming on spitting their verses. Eve. Eve. Uh, Diamond. Diamond came out of fucking whoever, <laughs> wherever the fuck she was at at that time and put a verse on that. I thought that that was super, super She put dope. down that cup noodles and hit the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she recorded her verse with a cut eating cup noodles on the break so yes <laughs> that is it um ludicrous definitely gave words on a lot of his projects uh one was go to sleep as we mentioned uh go to sleep ho go to sleep if, if you're tired be, be quiet. quiet and go to sleep, and go to sleep. And- <laughs> yes, he also had a song called Get Back, which was a word as well. Get back, get back. You don't know me like that. Mm-hmm. So I just love that the fact that... Relatable content. I mean, if you haven't, if you are under the age of 25, 30 probably, go back and check out Old School Ludacris and get your entire life. There are I'm a lot here of, for this. This is nice. Yeah, yeah. I love these uh, book reports. <laughs> there are a lot of like really cool artists that have done some really dope shit. And there were moments that we had had. But it's still moments that really, really could still be having. Because mm-hmm. I still listen to the My Chick Bad remix with Nicki because I still like that verse. Because, you know, Nicki's doing some things today that ain't really savory. So Oops. I'm just savoring the old stuff. You know, waiting for the new. The new, 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 new. Right. And that also goes for Ludacris, too. Unless he just wants to stay an actor, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, Seasons. He's great. He did his thing. So now we can move on to the listens lately and get on into that. Uh, do we want to start with main projects, or do you just want to go and talk about whatever you want to talk about? Let's jump into Scorpion. Drake has done it again. A side, side A and side B. Thoughts, loves, hates. I'm completely satisfied. I love the whole album. Um, both standouts, sides. both sides, A and B. Um, standouts for me are eight out of ten or whatever. Yes. Um, of course, in my feelings, shout out to the city girls. Y'all know I've been repping <laughs> them so hard since I first heard their first song. I thought of you as soon right? as they came on. To hear them on Drake's album was like JT. Oh, do you love me? <laughs> are you writing? So yes, um, that was a major moment for me. Um, all of the the bars that the nigga was spitting were amazing. Um, even the intro, like you know, I love you know I love rap music. The intro is my kind of music, so I've had that on repeat. Um, the song with Jay Z is amazing. The references he dropped about the streets being <laughs> just everything was just amazing. Everything's amazing. I love Scorpion. I'm very 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 impressed. Nicki sounds good. Yes. Um, the slow song with Static Major and all, all the whole thing is just <laughs> like it's just amazing. Static. Did amazing. you see? Did you see that tweet? About um, that being on the gospel list on Spotify. 
I did see that. Xavier Omar yeah, that's why. was tweeting. He was pissed. He was like, why is this on a gospel uh, and, playlist? And then the other dude was like, to my surprise, at praise and worship when the next song that comes on is this. <laughs> Xavier Spotify was pissed, though. I, I mean, like, you know, people so. that go to these playlists to kind of, like, keep that separate and then to have to hear <laughs> Drake and Ty Dolla's That's body. good for them. He should be pissed <laughs> no, only because, and not to sound rude, but you know, people get paid to be doing that. They need to be checking these playlists and putting these things in their proper, especially with the gospel playlist <laughs> out of all the ones. Well, I feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, you I know, some, some of us might, but you know, uh, the problematics don't like the problems. They need to loosen up. <laughs> I'm just playing. I mean, I like the project. I, um, I liked Side B or Disc 2. Mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. just because you know it's more know. vibey yeah. it's vibey y'all know my little emo butt so it connected with me more but i will say he still had some dope uh cuts on the side a because non-stop i love yes, yes. emotionless oh with my the mariah God. carey sample as Singing. soon as her voice came in i was like what and that's throwback that's 90s mariah yeah little so, mariah little mariah so that really made me happy as in young before y'all even start oh no i mean young mariah yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I, mean. Mean. I mean when i say <laughs> little mariah for y'all get started Little Skinny legend. Y'all know what I meant. Um, Mariah. So y'all know how I feel about Mariah. I'm a lamb. So That's that made right. me super happy. And it was a great song. I think they did the sample justice. Absolutely. Obviously, God's plan is dope. You know, I really did not connect with I'm Upset, but I like it now. Mm-hmm. It took me a minute. It was a slow burn for me, but I like it now. Now you, too, cannot go 50-50 with a hoe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I've caught myself saying it about everything. Because you can't go 50-50 with no... Oh, I'm that upset. part. No, I thought you... No, not that <laughs> I thought you meant to, you know. Um, what else did I like? Um, How you feel about the song with Michael Jackson? I thought it was all right. Mm-hmm. Considering it's a, like an unheard sample. <laughs> Miles had me dead. He was like, only Drake could make Michael sound like an OVO artist. <laughs> And it. Right. <laughs> but of course, because of my love with Playa and Static yeah. Major, man, man. anyone who knows me knows those were my dudes. <laughs> so hearing Static Major, even though it was like the vocals were kind of tucked under, but that made my day. Yes. Like, oh, talk about a treat to hear that after dark. Um, I think after dark and in my feelings are probably my favorite. I love in my feelings. It makes me want to dance and just it's just a, it's let go. Good, right? But um, help me understand Ratchet Happy Birthday. A lot of people in the kitchen. <laughs> what you mean? How can we help you? <laughs> I, but, uh, uh, like why is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> I, um, if you if so, joggers. Yeah, September, spring, summer. <laughs> Point is, in my feelings is a great song, <laughs> and Drake has adjusted the album, and so there's a new version apparently yes. that what? features a verse from Lil Wayne. Yes, yeah. on which track? In my feelings. <gasps> So by the yeah. so we're reviewing the original version. <laughs> we haven't heard the updated yet, by the way. What? Right. Um <laughs> even he, shout out to Tiana Taylor. Drake updated his album and it was already great. 
but I guess he didn't update it on Spotify because I don't see um I don't see Wayne's name added to it. Maybe it's only on Apple Music because I know he signed to them. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think the project was good. Is there one side you could do without? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you could just leave <laughs> the it there. The do-rag side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know. you give it to me. <laughs> Dustin will take do-rag fest. I'm taking, I'm taking in my feelings with me, though, because in my feelings belongs on side And you could give me emotionless. We could trade. Fair trade. You know oh, no, nah, I want them bars. <laughs> Sentencing. Okay, I need that. So I, I'm fucking with Scorpion, and I'm fucking with the whole thing, and I know that sounds, like, really corny, but I'm a big Drake fan, so, like, I really needed to sit with it. When I initially sat with it, I didn't care so much about the first side as I felt like I did the second one. But that's really more so because of the hood right in me, I felt like. So I needed to go back to the first one and really, like, listen and adjust. And my favorite track is definitely the last track on the first part. The first part, just because I, it's something about when he does those, like, those raps. Is there more, like, mm. when he just be, like, reflecting on shit and how he, like, really be trying to, like, wonder about the next level and shit it just really puts me in a place so i really like i like the last tracks on both parts of drake's album just because march 14th is the day before my birthday march 15th and the song is some daddy issue shit which i have i have a little bit i of. felt so, a way i felt a way too <laughs> look i too feel away feel away <laughs> young nigga feel away literally be- because i had some dad issues so to Hello. hear him do that it was kind of like nigga you fucked gone. up like what the fuck is your problem even when i'm listening to him, i'm upset it's like can't go 50 50 with no like you <gasps> just had part. a baby like come on bro like you can't even say this no more and it's like people are like well of course they're not going 50 50 it's like yeah but your ass is still talking about your child that you have with this one like anytime you refer once anytime that you that part really bothered me. Anytime you refer to this child, it's automatically going to be brought back up this woman. Even if she's nobody and it don't matter. So you have literally gone 50-50 with this woman. Not, you know, monetarily, not sp- like emotionally, spiritually. <laughs> I mean, okay, you know, we'll revisit that for the TV land. I was about to say, you know how <laughs> that uh, woman shooter supposedly got pregnant, didn't get pregnant. And then they were like, well, Jock, are you, did you get her pregnant? Like, it was. Mm. I feel like it's one of them situations. Like Drake was supposedly not the baby father, and they thought it was ASAP and all these other people. Is she and, a hoe? Was the question. I mean, is she not? I'm asking. Is she a hoe? I don't know I nothing about the lady. Is never she a hoe? Met her, so. I mean, I ain't never met her either. But the internet show, like a, the, the internet shows me a hoe. Why everybody thinks she a hoe? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Um. So. This is hard to kind of go all the way into, but just like the optics of you having multiple potential baby fathers, and did she do porn or something too? That must no. be like she not porn, but porn. she's but I think she's like she a just like a naked, but she I don't think she's porn. I know that that woman has signed some NDAs to, and has done some things. <laughs> now I can't back up why I know that. I've met some random people that have just told me some things, so I don't actually know from firsthand. I just know from some other people, but... Let me Google this. And All see. I know is I was mad that Drake said he saw the baby once. That is I'm fucking like, awful. That's bonkers. And, like, maybe... If you're wealthy enough to get around how you need to. And maybe you want to make the argument of, oh, well, he said that, like, you know, since the record, he probably seen him more, da 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 Like, it don't matter. <laughs> like, I mean, that's you've lived... Like, but to me, that don't matter no damn more. Like, you've solidified on this record, like, even in your reflection, and I get, like, it's just this moment, this period... But you're trying to 
I guess show that you ain't shit and give that piece of yourself. But you haven't even said how you gonna rectify this shit really. Like you haven't really shown us. And not that I really need to see that because I'm a Drake fan of like the music and I do I do understand that these are parts of his story. But I'm also not all the way invested in how he does certain things. Like him. Being I have a, a parent, question for y'all. Yes. Is it the internet's business that he had a kid? Like, is that something that we have to know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, because even... I do. There is a sense of entitlement. Like, you know, we people were cracking on him with the line of like, "I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid," or whatever the line was. Right. Um, which you know, people had to get their jokes off. But at the end of the day, I was thinking like, if I had a kid, mind you, I'm nowhere near Drake's visibility. But imagine I was that big and I had a kid. I wouldn't like rush to tell people, right? And it's completely my prerogative whether I want to tell people at all. I agree. 100%. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to be posting my belly if I don't want to or being like you guys I'm pregnant like if I decide not to share that and maybe like people won't even know maybe I just won't be visible during the final month so they can't tell like my body changes because you can go pretty far not you know posting from like the boobs up and people right. won't even know what if I just like never say it and then people just see me with, like a one-year-old one day and be like bitch you have a kid does that mean that I was hiding the kid or that I just didn't want to share that I think whenever you're in the public, people are going to expect something of you. And whether or not they actually deserve it is always up for question. And so that's why I even say in the optics of, you know, him seeing this baby for one time. Like, not that I don't. Like, I, I care about that shit because that sounds fucked up. But then I also have to let some of that go because I honestly don't really care because I don't know Drake as parent or if he even, you know, wants to be or his whole situation because that's not really any of our business. And I I don't even think to myself, like, well, I need to figure out if Drake is going to be a better dad or X, Y, and Z. Because he's just giving us whatever he wants to give us in this record, really. Like, outside of that, the baby mama ain't going to come out with no diss record. Or unless she wants to come out with a statement or some Instagram receipts, then we can take it from there. But as far as, like, what he raps about, like, I'll leave it to that. But when people are calling him and like, why you ain't doing this? Like, why you ain't doing that? He ain't obligated to really do shit. And I think people lose sight of that sometimes. Even with Tiana Taylor, she ain't obligated to do shit. Like, she's not obligated to really tweet us back and tell us what's going on, even though it's <laughs> a fucked up situation. But then I wonder, too, is it because it's because of the mom of the baby? Because if it was Rihanna, and people were bringing that up on Twitter, like, if it was Rihanna, he would have been the first one. Like, well, she would have had to be visible. <laughs> I think because I just was over here doing my Googles because I needed to know. And apparently she did work in adult entertainment previously. Okay. And so I think that that's what people are attaching this kind of shame thing to, mm -hmm. that he had a baby, quote unquote, by a porn star. Right. And so that's why people are calling her the hoe that he went 50-50 with, I guess. But that's why I'm like, well, why everybody keeps saying that about her? Like, is she a hoe? Like, I didn't know. But right. I guess that's why, because she used to work in adult entertainment. So, I don't know. If it was, like, Rihanna or somebody else, they would have been public. Like, thankfully, this I girl was able would've. to stay low-key. <laughs> Look, her ass is like, you better not say nothing. You know. Okay. He would have been happy as shit. I mean, it's sad all around. I just hope uh, the kid feels loved. That's it. Right. Because I know he's going to have to endure a lot of shit on the internet with his mama. Aw. Right? Drake Jr., DJ. <laughs> Drake Jr. Uh, is his name Adonis? Mm-hmm. Drake Jr. <laughs> yep. I do like rewatching the I'm Upset video just because of the nostalgia with Degrassi. I didn't watch Degrassi, so it wasn't nostalgic for me. I heard that his son's middle name is is my bad M A A 
M-A-H. I saw that, but I thought it was just a Twitter thing, like a rumor. Ooh, they talking about that's when when he said, I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. We are thinking he's talking about his. Oh um, my God. I saw that tweet. I was his, like, who you know, made that? <laughs> sleep number, bit his Casper mattress and shit. <laughs> and he talking about his son. I mean, I don't know. That felt like a Twitter myth. That might have been that in Monique Internet hoax. <laughs> and Lee Daniels, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so that's it for Scorpion. Okay. What other listens lately? Hold on, let me pull up. Um, for me, I've been listening to Florida Lit by uh, Chameleon. This is the jam. It's like a really fast-paced dance song featuring um, this guy named Lil Doobie. Really, really dope. Also, Casanova's album Commissary is fantastic. It's oh, great yeah. gym music. Um, I love this song called Red Dot, Red Dot featuring Snapdog from Detroit. Um, shout out to Naima, Naima Supreme and Do Better. Um, yeah. And Manolo Rose, I give money. That's really what I've been listening to lately. Um, Anderson Pack has a song called Bubbling that I really love. Bubbling. Have you heard it? Yeah. So he's just so dope. I feel like nobody talks like people don't talk about him enough. Um, still listening to the Gold Link and Miguel song that is yeah. so dope. Um, the Rico Nasty pro- uh, project. <laughs> I finally got to listen to it, y'all. <laughs> Remember that beat? Yeah. What? 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 So that was nostalgic to hear. It's crazy to hear these younger rappers using songs that we were like that were new to us, right? Like we were around. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're samples. I was wondering when that Yikes. was going to happen. That is fucking bonkers. Like that kid, uh, YBN Corday. Mm-hmm. He's, he Juvenile. has a, he oh that's right he has that one but I'm talking about the Eminem uh, my name is oh yeah yeah he redid that record so it's just bugged out to hear these youngins doing that but it's dope though um, who else um Lauren Hill got a new song but it ain't came out yet ow. <laughs> 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 Um, I think that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me. Oh, you know, Mac Miller. I know that's so random. But the Divine Feminine Project, I really got a chance to sit with it, and it's really good. He has a song called Objects in the Mirror, or Objects in the Mirror, something like that. And one of my friends put me up on it. It's really dope. Yeah, like Mac Miller, I've never really... I counted him completely out. Yeah, like it just wasn't my wave. Um, he just reminds me of the Upper East Side white boys that and like, like wear bubble Lena coats. <sighs> but um, but this project was good. Yeah, I always love the song "Dang" on it with Anderson Pack. I knew that song. <laughs> I love that Anderson Pack. He's something else. <laughs> Dang. He's so talented. Such a great performer that Anderson Pack. He's incredible. Yeah, he, he plays really talent is. instruments and writes and raps and sings. So he's definitely top five for me right now but yeah the mac miller i don't know how i fell into that project but that pulled me into him and listening and stuff i feel like i didn't give him a fair enough shot but i like him it's a good project me too he has a song with Bilal. isn't that bugged out Bilal, like what that's it though a lot of um afro beat (laughs) still 
And I've been listening to a lot of Ozuna. Have you heard of Ozuna? Mm-hmm. He had a song with Cardi. Okay. Called La Modelo. And she kind of, I won't say she put him on the map because he was already big. But I think she helped him kind of do like a little bit of a crossover into our markets. I know that song. And yeah. And it's the jam. It's yes. really good. And he has a like a new song that he dropped. So I've been listening to, I'm trying to see what the new song of his I hear so much Spanish music in my neighborhood. That's the shit, and I never know who it is. I, I just be like, this is the only time I'm going to hear this song. <laughs> Let me soak it up. He has a song called Vaina Loca. That's really good. Um, but, yeah, just a lot of, I guess because it's summertime, so yeah. I'm liking that Afrobeat, Dembo, yes. Dembo, Dembo, kind of Dembo, um, reggaeton. What they call it? Latin Trap, which Latin I didn't trap. know that's, that was what it was called. For us, it was always reggaeton. I hate but. it. <laughs> I hate that they call it that. I know because I'm like, okay, so is it a thing like whack to say now? But I guess so. Shout out to Cardi for having a number one on the high 100 right now. Right. So I'm confused though when they said that she is the first female rapper to have two number one singles. I'm like, are you serious? So Little Kim never had number ones. She just had Lady Marmalade. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh shit. And Nikki? She hasn't had a high 100 number one yet. That's so bugged out. I to really me. thought it was a couple of times I really thought I thought she was gonna get it with Starships. I think that went to like or no, not Starships. Um I know Anaconda. Super Bass. I thought she was gonna get it with mm-hmm. Super Bass. That went to like number two. Mm-hmm. I think Anaconda went to number two. And what was the song she did? <laughs> what was the song she did with um Jesse J and Ariana Grande. Oh yeah. Remember, I thought that was gonna go to number one too. That didn't go to number one? That's mm-hmm. really surprising. She has two on off of her debut album. That's fantastic. That is fucking incredible. Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd be so hyped. But yeah. I mean, blessings to her. It just threw me off because I was like, really? I didn't know that female rappers weren't charting that high. Or at least not number one. I just had no idea. I thought that they'd been like Foxy, none of them. Uh, Eve, Mm-mm. remember her her joint with Gwen Stefani. Yeah, Eve. That might... didn't go to number one. That was a huge record. That was a huge record. Eve Let might have. Hold on. Mind. Lauren Hill. It took a while to get us here, so I'm gonna take my, my time. time. Don't fight that good uh, shit. Uh, in yeah, yeah. Let me blow your mind. Yeah, they used to be that shit. <laughs> that record was huge. They had a lock on the summer, whatever summer that was. And, and it looked fly as hell in that video. And Let both me of blow them your mind. styled, styled. Let me blow your mind. Peaked at number two. Wow, Damn. man. Gangsta Lovin' featuring Alicia Keys. Remember that song? Gangsta <laughs> Lovin'. Oh shit! That peaked at number bugging. two. Oh, yo, Gangsta Lovin'. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I forgot about that record. Wow. Yep, that's Eve. You got me back. <laughs> Any um other listens lately? Not for me. Um, BJ the Chicago Kid has a project out. It's like three tracks. It's called The Opening Ceremony. Nice. He's a singing ass, singing ass. All three <laughs> tracks are the shit to me. Um, w- The first one is called Going Once, Going Twice. Boy, a whole lot of things I'd never seen. 
BJ's just singing his ass off. He's so a great singer. Just to listen to him sing his, his ass tone. off. Um, I've been listening to Jaden Smith. He has a track called Ghost with Christian Rich, which I is saw. the shit. The video is cool. Um, super fucking In Tokyo, dope. right? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> my dream. Um, I also am fucking with this song with it's called Young New or it's Young Nudie featuring Twenty One Savage, and it's called Since When. It's a uh, ratchet. Twenty One, Twenty One. <laughs> That's how the beat yeah. is. Yeah. Who started that? Who did Who Kim Kardashian? <laughs> <laughs> Who started rap the where every Who started that? <laughs> <laughs> no, who started where every line ends with yeah? yeah. Or, mm, uh, you know that's how da, niggas. Da, 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 yeah, that's the nigga who version of that? double dutch. Like <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna jump in on the beat or not? <laughs> like instead of just rapping, they just like playing with it. It's like and you, it's a cop out because you could nothing has to rhyme if everything's gonna be yeah <laughs> yeah or or a sound effect. Ooh, uh, woo! I don't mind. I told him to get my ooh. <laughs> And then I jumped in that. Yeah. Who was the first one to do that though? Was it Uzi or Migos? It got, probably Migos. Or Young Thug. Maybe Young Thug. Or Future. Or Queen Latifah. <laughs> Damn it, Dustin. Um, <laughs> I've also been listening a lot to. <laughs> yeah. You gotta let them know. Yeah. I've also been listening a lot to the Shindellas new song. A bitch. Shout out to the Shindellas. <laughs> oh my God. Reconsider yes. is finally out. Yes. I've been listening to that on repeat. Singing ass, singing ass. Check out the Shindellas, man. They all have very, very dope, powerful voices. They're going to be at um, Essence Fest too, ladies. Yes. So check them if out. If you will there. be at Essence Festival, make sure you check out the Shindellas. I can't wait to see what they're wearing. I know. Yeah. Yeah, the cover for Reconsider looks super dope when they're pink. So I can only imagine what their outfits are going to look like at this live function because at that last one they were jazzy the weirdo workshop always got the outfits on deck That's shout real. out to Bria <laughs> who'd be hooking them up always got the fits on deck right so yes the Shindellas and then Desi dropped her EP Desi D-E-Z-I um, on her SoundCloud it's Desi page but on her iTunes Apple Music anywhere you can get music it's just Desi D-E-Z-I and that's the name of the EP Desi it's self-titled um, it's five tracks. It's pop, um, one through five. Hollywood Forever, Johnny Blue, Drink the Sun, Don't Let Me Down Easy, and Skin. It's just to let you kind of know the type of wave you'll be getting into. That's pretty much it that I've been listening to. Last song that I want to give a cool mention to is Gallant. Um, oh, Gallant. He had a track out called Doesn't Matter, or he has a track out called Doesn't Matter, and they just uh, revamped it. ASAP Ferg is on it now, so check out Gallant. I, really... I saw ASAP Ferg yesterday. Really? Yeah. Really? It was cool, too, because he was just walking with his mama oh. <laughs> through Harlem. And I was like, is that... It? You know, like, it was so yeah. chill. I was coming out the bank, and he was just walking with his mom. I thought that was really cool. That is so sweet. Right? Just super chill. Well, ASAP Ferg's on that new Gallant, and I always have fucked with Gallant, so I want him to have a cool year. So check out that track. And that is it, really, for me and the music segment. I just want to kind of segue to the TV land, because... I've been watching The Four on Fox, mm. and um, this season they have some singers on there. Um, and my brother. <laughs> and your brother. <laughs> and, mind you, I've been watching this shit at Crystal House. Like, I literally been making her watch it. 
Um, if she you were, said you got her hooked on it. I don't know how or why I did, but we just, it's our thing now. But uh, if you're watching LaFour, please vote for Majesty. Bring Majesty back. Um, keep Sharia on there. There's just a lot of people that y'all need What's to What's my brother's name? Yo, your brother didn't make it. He didn't get the cha- your brother didn't get the challenge. I'm sorry. He was so cute. Your brother was real cute. You know, he had a cute song, cute story, but, you know, he just couldn't make it. Dang. I just, I like the fact that LaFour is about people that actually have real talent and they're actually going out there trying to make their dreams come true. But the star player for me, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm about to say this. The star for me is Diddy because Diddy gives the best like critiques. Like he means it. If you had a bad performance, he'll literally tell you. But and he don't do it in like that fucked up like old school making the band way. He does it in this like really cool like, you know, keep your head up kind of way, which I really really Aww. think is dope. Like he's like, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you think your performance was? And the girl, she was like, "Um, you know, seven and a half, eight. And he was like, you know, I thought that too. It was definitely a seven. I thought that and, too. And then he said, and then took her down like it was a seven. And then told her, you know, to work on her shit. And he's like, and you know, when you walk out those doors, this ain't the last time we gonna hear your name. You're gonna be unstoppable. So I just really like the Aww. fact that Diddy is like positive. Diddy's positive, Khaled's positive, and it's Megan Trainer, obviously. But uh it's really talented people, people that can sing, people that can rap. And last season I had a dude on there that could rap, but he got, you know, his seat taken. I didn't know that um, Fifth Harmony and Aaron Ray are from X Factor. Yeah. I did not know that. I never knew that. Because I was was listening to the Aaron Ray project and he was saying something about, like, you know, he'd been working since the X Factor. And Mm -hmm. then you hear the crowd cheering in the back. I was like, wait. He's from X Factor. Yep. I and didn't know that him. either. Yeah. I knew um, the other ones were. And then uh, Normani's uh, stands were letting me know <laughs> that she and him apparently had like a cute little flirtation because they were on the same season. Apparently, wow, that's bugged out, right? To think that the show produced such talented artists because he's dope. You know, oh my god, he dope. is my favorite right now. Like, I'm sad I missed his concert in Brooklyn with Sir, my two of my favorite. Damn. I know. I was Beyonce so tired. got that baby working already. <laughs> so outside of, I like the fact that um, the four is like X Factor in the vein that talented people uh, that you might have heard of appear on there and then talented people that don't make it on there, you still hear of after. Right. Uh, the young woman that w- did not win last year, Javaya, the little white girl with the dreads, um, she ended up having like a, a dope-ass music deal because she landed on some uh, soundtrack to some movie. Oh, sick. Yeah, so like the girl like still did great. And I think that's dope because you look at American Idol and there were a lot of people that didn't make it that are still really successful, but it's not like, it wasn't like a normal thing. I remember people not winning those shows and you might not hear about them for like years later. Right. After X Factor, you know, a lot of them stars... They go right into work and they like have stuff. They put music out. They make appearances. They do the whole nine. So I want to shout that out. Um, Sherea J is on the show. She um, because we were talking about Missy actually. She um, went on tour with Missy. That was like her mentor for a period of time. And she's actually battling cancer while also trying to keep her seat on this show. Mm. So support Sherea. That's it. Now we can really move on to the TV land segment. Hey, what you got for us, Dustin? I remember her. She used to have blue hair and a really cute haircut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out and to And she her. looks like Dawn. Oh. Um, and Dawn and Kimbra. I love you, Dawn. I forgot to talk about that, too. <laughs> so, I guess y'all know I'm back on TV again. <laughs> Justice for Raina. Oh, no. <laughs> I just Justice for Raina. I just realized. <laughs> 
know what they did to my sister. What is wrong with you? No, I don't even feel like doing that shit. I'm tired. We've been in this bitch for two hours, so I'm not even going to do it. But Power is back. Yeah. I just want you guys to know I'm not finished watching the episode because I work a whole lot and I'm busy and I haven't had time to finish watching it. However, I'm going to. We're going to have a thorough deep dive next week. I promise. Um, Where to start? Fuck it. Let's just get to the good stuff. So Basketball Wives has been amazing. Um, we had another knock out the park episode this week. Say what you want, but there are certain people on certain shows who are simply not meant to get along. And they're at their best when they're being at their worst with each other. Tammy Roman and Evelyn Lozada. <laughs> they're at their yeah. best yeah. when they're being their yeah. worst. It's the truth. It is. Tammy Roman and Evelyn Lozada are those two people. They don't never need to be friends because it's impossible for them to do so. And they're much, much more entertaining when they're going at each other's throats. It's a great, evenly matched um, battle when it comes to you know throwing insults, witty insults, making us laugh. The advantage that Evelyn has is more of a physical advantage. Like she looks, I don't know. Like you look at Evelyn, and you don't want to start insulting her about like her style. When you look at Tammy Roman, who is not an ugly woman at all, like in any way, no. but her style choices are what tank the whole situation. And so that's the only difference. But when it comes to her saying things that our are rather funny and just entertaining she just she does that very well so watching her and evelyn go back and forth has been so refreshing i could go into detail about some of the things that they've said but let's just suffice it to say that they are hitting as low as you can go really yeah tammy how many is. episodes in we're probably like seven or eight episodes oh, okay. in now. I thought it just started. Tammy is hitting as low as she can go. Evelyn's mm. still trying to have some sort of dignity, but even that, like Tammy, with her doing that, it just is great television. I'm sorry. It just is. And Evelyn, when Tammy does that, Evelyn turns into the mean bitch that we know her to be and love her to be. And that was coined by Tammy Roman herself. We all remember when she told her, Evelyn, <laughs> you a mean bitch, Evelyn. And she is. Um, Tammy told, or Evelyn told Tammy this past episode, mm -hmm, legs looking like two candlesticks blowing in the motherfucking wind. That shit was so funny. And if you've seen Tammy's, and Tammy goes, glad you noticed. Like, I'm telling you, it is literally like they are warring with their words. What does that even mean? It was just what she said, what came to her mind. I'm picturing, I don't get it. And if you've seen Tammy's legs crossed, you would have been like, oh. So like, yeah, it's just been great. Um, Shawnee is in her confessionals in a blue sequin dress and her I'm breasts and stomach are like the same level. I've never seen anything like it. It's like I can make out her, her bosom, but it's still like even with the, like Who's her, this? her stomach. Shawnee. Oh. Not that her stomach is she's big or her breasts are little. It's just like this dress that she's wearing. I've never, it's like the, the dress literally takes her breasts. Ooh. And I don't know if there's like boning, isn't that what they call that in mm -hmm. the in the top of the dress to make it hard? I don't know if it's made out of like <laughs> real bones wow. or what, but it's like super <laughs> stiff and literally everything's moved. <laughs> so I've never seen anything like this, and I can't believe that as the executive producer it got cleared. But what Ooh. she did do, <laughs> not clear. Seriously, Jennifer has been completely busted, lying, lying through her teeth. She knew that her check was on the line, so she came in and tried to save her ass. Um, by apologizing, but it fell flat. Malaysia's been holding steady as the person who has some sort of integrity and looks cute while doing so. 
OG wasn't in this episode Thank at all and Lord. giving honor to God in the heavens. Her? Who's OG? Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. Um, and then Kristen is the other new girl who is a relative of Malaysia's um, through like marriage. Royce. Yeah, but like a better Royce. A better like, Royce. Like a better choice. Like a choice Royce. Royce what? after Where's she went Royce? to them classes. Talking shit about Jennifer online. So and, she's never was put back? No. She was put away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I remember her dancing at, by the pool. Mm-hmm. This Royce used to be with Susie and um, Susie. Evelyn. Susie's yeah. not on there either. No, we no. haven't seen. We've seen the last of Susie. Wow. Sorry, Suze. I remember Susie. Yep. So it's just been really. Susie looked like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it's just been really, really good. Oh. Uh, very good. So that was great. <laughs> Love and Hip Hop Atlanta wrapped with their season finale. They <laughs> tied up. <laughs> Like they tied up the loose ends on several different people's storylines. Um, it was so great to see. Um, I think in closing, if I could reflect on this season, um, the ball was dropped with the casting of Erica Mena. Yes. She literally was just there. And if anybody got just like literally skated by without doing any work this season, it was Mimi Foss. Mimi Foss gets the award for literally doing nothing. Thing all season long. They literally, Mimi literally just skated through the season being a guest at everything. Yes. She showed up with a new stud and sat, and that's it. I'm not mad at it. Nothing, like literally. Get your check. Nothing at all was contributed on Mimi's behalf. Nothing. She did some ad libs in the background. Like, she you had know, that like, beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, her she girlfriend. Ty, fine ass. Gorgeous. Her girlfriend looked like, um, I don't know. She just it's somebody that she looks like. Oh God, here we go. No, I'm serious. It's somebody. Here what's the guy's go. name? No, he played in a. This is good. Oh, Seriously. Like she's gorgeous. He played. He's an actor. Here we go. God, what's his name? He played. Okay, this is the only thing that I could. He's played in a bunch of stuff. But he, you remember the TV show Amen? They used oh, to come on with two two seven. He played Clarence, who was like the cool. Let me look this up right now so that we can know. Because when I say it, you guys are going to not only agree, but you're going to be glad that I did it. Not only did they bring back Erica Mena, but like on the last ass episode, they're going to bring back Rich Dollars. It was right. so what? random. To fight with her? Yes. Oh, God. You're kidding. I, I was joking. <laughs> you joked yeah. right. To fight with her? To argue with her ass at a damn anti-gun, anti-violence About gun rally. what? Like, About their old relationship? You've been out here talking to people, telling them I ain't never did nothing for you. Oh, my God. That is so... Look at Dustin. He's still looking. I'm looking. <laughs> Robinson. Larry C. Bumper Robinson. Let me see if this Bumper is... Bumper Robinson? Yes. Yeah, so I love Bumper. He was... You know who I'm talking that's, about? That was like the love of my life. There you go then. That's who Mimi girlfriend looks no, like. Not Bumper. She did. Not Bumper. She looked just like Bumper Robinson. Yeah. See, I told y'all. Look at Fred. I told y'all. I told y'all niggas. I I told y'all niggas. I love Bumper Robinson. (laughs) See, I told you it was a good thing. That was like my husband. Bumper, he played Clarence on uh, on Amen, and I remember he was like the cool kid, and the Reverend (laughs) had to check him about something, and he closed it. He was like, so you need to get your stuff together. Clarence. That's what he said. He like staggered the C at the beginning. Anyway. Your TV trivia laced on up in here for y'all. <laughs> but Mimi ain't did shit all season. Tokyo was very entertaining. She's only 23, and so sometimes I forget that. But Tokyo is funny. 
And what I like about her was the comic relief that she brought to the show. Plus, she literally was very blatant about, you know, trying to, like, have a better image and not be attached to violence and all that shit. So I like the maturity that she showed. Believe it or not, there was depth on Love & Hip Hop this season. All right. I like that she's 23 and she speak up. Like, whenever it's some dumb shit, she be like, okay, <laughs> all right, all right, now. Like, she be the one to do it. Yo, right. I used to really like Spice, and I mean, I, mm-hmm. I still, you know, I just... But seeing Spice do some of the stuff she mm-hmm. did was just like, Spice shouldn't have came on this show. And she really didn't need didn't to. didn't help her career. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, who else? Tommy been dressing cute. Who else? Um, oh, and, and sidebar, Tommy is dating Ian Connor now. Tommy from Love and Hell Hub. They Ian were o- Connor? Yeah, they were over in... Um, the, like the... They were over in... Paris for Fashion Week recently and like boot up, boot up like the Ella song. Boot up, boot up, boot yeah. up, boot up. Tommy wow. a good looking woman now. Tommy shit. I mean, that's why I'm stunned. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little trivia for you. So okay, so Love and Hip Hop has been good. Let's tie all these storylines up. I'm actually excited about Love and Hip Hop Hollywood coming back because it looks like it's going to be full of the right kind of mess. I saw A1 running across a table. Lyrica Anderson. Fucking Lyrica Anderson. I thought I saw A1 in Harlem the other day. I was going to text y'all like, do y'all know if he's in New York? You I, you probably would have known, baby, if you see him. I swore it was him, but I don't know. Could've it was either him long, or... Yeah. <laughs> it was either him or Deb Adney. Okay, so who else? Let's see. Um, Jesus. That's going to be great. What else? Pose. Pose FX. Yay, Let's brr, talk brr, about brr, brr. it. So Pose was great. I just want everybody to know that my favorite character on that show is Candy. Candy makes me laugh so hard. And there were (laughs) moments this week when Candy uttered a line. I don't know if everybody in this room has seen it this week. Uh, Okay. We're all caught up. When when uh Electra came back home from having her surgery. And she was reflecting. Yeah, she made a dinner for them because she felt bad for being an asshole all these years. And they kind of came into the house and saw her. And some of the kids felt (laughs) guilty or whatever about not having to go and not having gone to see her in the hospital. And except Candy. They apologized and stuff. Candy said, well, I ain't sorry for nothing. I ain't apologizing for shit. (laughs) It's just Candy is just funny. And makes me laugh. There I was, was so many worried for Candy week. when she got that janky Baby. surgery. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't want her to pass. I'm looking like a bag of mashed potatoes, baby. Oh, monk. And then she collapsed. Yeah. I but mean, then this episode, they like didn't talk about it at all. So I was like, is she okay then? Did it Was it, it not botched, in. right? Electra must have made her some soup or something. And just, <laughs> it got all better. Gave her some tuss and robotuss and fixed everything. And the cliffhanger. Oh, my God. This week it was what amazing. What a cliffhanger. I like the fact that when they showed the previews for oh, sorry, what Fran's referring to is Angel's estranged lover's wife mm. comes to meet Angel and have a conversation. And what I liked that was that in the previews for next week, Angel was not like bashful while they were conversing. Right. Angel was very much in the moment and present, asking questions, and just very, it wasn't as if this lady had came to like take advantage of Angel or you know be rude and nasty. And that's what I did like. It was such a great um, thing to see, even though it was hard to watch this week. But the way that Blanca's family was responding to her. 
this week, the way her brother threw her up against the wall and the way her sister and them were just mean and rude and nasty. All that shit is real. And so it's something to think about. That's what this show is great for. It gives you, like, checks and balances. And some things you cannot communicate. Some things people just have to see to understand. And what a great opportunity than in the comfort of your own home watching a television show to get educated a little bit and entertained. So I'm glad that it's bringing... um, focus and visibility to some of the harsh realities of what life can be like for people who are different from you. That's why Pose is great. Plus, the storylines are good. Plus, it's funny. Plus, the music is so damn good yes. on this show. It is. Oh, my God. Everything it's so about good. it is so I good. I love the whole thing. I love the characters. I love watching them at the ball. I love watching their stories unfold. Like, the commentator... Like I like that everybody Billy like Porter. Oh yep. my god, he's awesome. Yep, and the way that he stood in the gap when they went to the funeral for Blanca's mom. Right, you know what I mean. You have to be that person sometimes, especially you when your friends. Yeah, <laughs> they're going into those old places. Like people have forget that when you estrange somebody like that, they go on to create a whole life, and then when they step back into that world, sometimes you need a little support. And so I like True. that. You know, he was respectful enough. You know, it's still direct with them to make them, like, come to some sort of understanding. So that was great to see. Um, Pose is just, it's been a really good show. Shout out to DeLon Burnside. Killing his role as Ricky. Um, it's just He's been great. So cute. But how funny was it when the white wife walks into the apartment and Poppy yeah, like, like, all I got is weed. <laughs> I mean, right? Man, I know. Well, and when I'm, she was like, I got the limo, he was like, what? Yeah. And, and, and grab this shit and, and hop skip on you. Like, Talk about, about the stunt on him. Me and him would have been friends. <laughs> he seems like somebody I could have been friends with. Like, he's funny. And her rolling up to the ball. Like, that whole thing. When was she walked wild. in she and walked they were like, in. yes, honey. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who, who did your nose? Child. Right. What about Electra covering them up and then them pulling that tea set and that table out on the Dope. runway? This Dope. is just hilarious. This is amazing. I love every moment of Electra. Like every She's funny. Every moment. Because you you know when they show people as like villains, you never really get to know why. And not that she actually even is a villain. People are just hard some damn times. Like, this is who the fuck I am. And sometimes you're gonna meet people that are like this, so you're gonna have to deal with that shit. So like her as mother, and then having to watch her have to answer to this white man and then decide, fuck that, I'm gonna make my own decision. It's like really, really dope to see. And I love that they're giving her character development. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was easy to hate her at first. Right. But then now you're starting to see like behind the veil and it's like, okay. You know, yeah. slowly right. kind of understand, not justifying, but just seeing a bigger picture of like why she is the way and she is. And it's good that we're seeing it now as opposed to like, you know, her breaking away from the family and we get to know Electra later. Like right. she's just this bitch we know the and whole she's season a and then we mom. figure it out. Right. Yeah. To show that she's still like affected, even though her daughter has left the house when she can't, when she went and set the whole dinner up because, you know, the old girl kept saying, You're a ter- you are a terrible mother. That shit said with Electra. She was like, Well, damn, this is why ain't nobody came to see me. I didn't think that shit mattered. And that yeah. scene was beautiful in the hospital when she was like, I'll get the nurse to get a vase. She was like, Even though the flowers are from the deli. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because it's like, I'm going to, like, you know, I love you, but I still got to throw something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just good. These relationships, it's just so interesting to watch on television. So the only thing we can say is just watch it because it's really good to see. Support. Um, what else came on Such television? I'm show. trying to think because yes. I watched a whole bunch of shit to talk about Potomac. it on here. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> the Housewives of Potomac has been so good this season, y'all. It has. So Every time you say it, good. I it's a white show. Oh, my God. The only thing that I don't like is like <laughs> Giselle is getting on my nerves. 
Who? Giselle. She pulled mm. up to that. I'm tired of her. This is the second time she didn't say she looks good. She pulled up to that dinner meeting with Karen looking like a matador with that red cape around her <laughs> shoulders, talking about, oh, I love my cape now. This looks good. And mind you, she had on the most opulent. She'd be looking like the Grand old Opry, but she really thinks she is, like, sharp and, like, chic <laughs> and polished. And it's cool. You know, taste is taste. Whatever. People like what they like. But just stop acting like you are, like, fashion forward and like trendy and fresh when you really dress like a country singer Giselle Bryant dresses like a country (laughs) singer and grooms like one too it just is what it is Um, Ashley singing was hilarious (laughs) Um, Ashley's mother scam artist of the century hilarious Um, it's just the housewives Robin with them badass kids. And another thing, I'm tired of Monique having her kids on that damn kitchen counter every episode. They're always sitting up on the counter on, while she's doing mommy. stuff. Get off the counter. I like, mean, get your little ass off of the counter. And the kids are so cute. <laughs> Believe are. it or not, they had really cute kids. And she's pregnant. Did you know she's pregnant? No. She's pregnant you right now. Believe it or not. They did. Believe it or not. <laughs> so they had cute kids, but they just always on the motherfucking counter. Shoot socks. I say, you know, little kids, them little socks, but they catch dirt real quick because it's a soft <laughs> cotton. It's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I'm like, look at her little feet up on that counter. So I didn't like that. <laughs> but um, other than that, you know, it's she just been great to see. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to Macy Gray who made a song. She did a video. Oh my god! Did you see that called "What the Hell"? Oh, no. Macy Gray made a little video called What the Hell and it was about For the Housewives of Potomac? No, this is unrelated. We moved oh. on. Yeah. <laughs> like the theme song? Yeah, we just decided to move on. <laughs> but shout out to Macy Gray real quick cuz I'm just this just I'm, we're done with the television. <laughs> but shout out to Macy Gray. She made a song um about the president. And it's called What the Hell and she's talking about how we got black people, white people, brown people, you know, we might have all these colors but I didn't know he had orange people. And then she's like, he got the what? nerve to be a racist. You orange, man. He got the nerve to be a racist. What the hell? Like, you got to hear it. I want to smoke it's with Macy Grace. Oh, my God. You I want to get high as fuck. Yeah. I want to do absinthe and, and all that she shit. she themed Damn. it to LL Cool J's Rock the Bells. So she says, what the <laughs> hell? Like, Rock the Bells. I'm here for it. Yeah, you got to see that. So that's a little bonus for you guys. And now we can move on. Homework. Well, before we move on, you know, just for TV. I know you don't watch, but Westworld is an amazing TV show. I'm, I it gotta be. Don't it take seventeen years to make a season? <laughs> Pretty fucking much. I started the first episode of the second season, and I was like, okay, no, I have can... to like, okay, so go back. So it's already a mind fuck, right? I know. Like, so second season was way more fucked up than the first season. Um, the it's way the that jumping around, yes, that... the way that they tell the stories, like it's like it's uh, the past and the the yeah. future, and you like are meeting the present. As you get to like the finale or some shit, like it's really fucked up. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I gotta try again. Some when I have like time to really sit and binge it for a day because yes. I couldn't. I was and some of the people are robots or some shit. Yeah, and it's like an amusement park, which I love. But then it's like <laughs> not that kind of amusement. Yeah, yeah. killer uh-uh. amusement park. I'm so straight. I really fuck with the show. I, I initially, I think I've said this like a million times, but I initially started watching the show for the black people. And baby, I will say the black people showed out this season. The it's fi- only what three of them, we, right? So I had to root for all three of them. <laughs> They're gonna have a spinoff called West Side <laughs> about the black people in Westworld. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
<laughs> Meanwhile, there was an episode of Westworld where they went to like there was like a, a, a Japanese sub <laughs> theme park. So I would die if there was like a Westworld version and you see Nini get out the car like, "Ooh, child, the ghetto." Nini, them little feet. <laughs> so yes, and Westworld. And is in it. Okay, slapping bitches. <laughs> the season finale came on. I'm gonna ruin it if you aren't listening. I mean, if you're listening, if you watch Westworld, you're gonna watch it. Just skip this part. I can't believe y'all did this shit to me. I haven't watched it. Okay, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm then, literally friend. only on I one can't, episode. But you on one episode of this season. You got to go back and watch the first season. No, for what? That was what? Complicated no. enough. But that's, what, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's really gonna be hard for you to make sense, or you're not gonna appreciate some of the like things that come back around. Well, no, you need to watch the first season. No, I watched the first. Oh, season. you did. Well, I'm saying right now. I'm okay, up okay, to oh, okay. Episode copy, one. Copy, of copy, two. copy. Um, I just finished the second season and I'm still gonna rewatch the first season. But that's that's how fucked up this season is, just so you I know. I can tell by the first episode. <laughs> it's just Damn. too confusing. Damn, friend, the finale for, we gotta talk about that shit when you watch All it. Alright, I'm gonna catch up. I'll, I'll probably have time in New Orleans. You ain't gonna <laughs> so be it's able gonna be raining <laughs> the whole time. You know what? It might not be bingeable, so like after you do your two or three episodes, let's just check in then because I need to revisit certain concepts in the season anyway. Okay. But please Deal. catch up. Crystal it's, watches too? No, she don't do that. Oh. But it's it's well maybe she started. I don't know. I, I'll be making y'all do We got a hooker watch like with Game of Thrones. Right. Well, you know, Game of Thrones is easy because you know Beyonce. Patty so. LaBelle. <laughs> <laughs> Patty. Patty, I don't care what nobody said. They need to put her in the next season of Game of Thrones. What was she? Patty would be play? amazing. Something in a big ass fur robe, <laughs> cape thing, looking queenly. You know what I'm saying? Patty LaBelle, she would be a fucking amazing. Do on they Game have of black Thrones. people in Game of Thrones? Yeah, but not black like, adjacent. <laughs> they they have like a random black person that'll pop up every now and then, and then they got them like Grey Worm, like them black adjacent. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Daenerys is slaves. Right. Right. Um, Caleb, you know who else would do good on um, Game of Thrones? Who? Andre Leon Talley. Oh my! He halfway there. You know, God. Andre Leon Talley be looking like he on Game of Thrones. He could be. He could do that. You see it, don't you, friend? <laughs> what? What house? Huh? What house? Uh, um, see, never you know, mind. I don't. I, don't I know. know. I'm glad you don't. I'm so glad because yep, I'm sitting Game up here thinking Thrones. of him too. I'm Andre so Leon Talley for Game of Thrones. Him or Patty Labelle. Right you lucky you don't watch because I have mentally played and I've mentally put certain people like I see Andre Leon Talley in the Stark house, like walking around, like, oh no, honey. After they took <laughs> Ned, we're not letting. This. Like I'm Perfect. trying to I'm not, trying to and tell I you. cannot. Not. No, Andre Leon Talley would not be a Stark. He wouldn't be a Stark, but he might be a Stark advisor. Or it well, would have been. Starks is gone. Sorry. I, I see Sorry him. for whoever I support. <laughs> Shit. Starks is gone. I mean, they, they, look. I they, mean, they, Star- they, Starks is gone pretty early on. <laughs> if you watch, you, right. you would know that. I mean, Starks is back, though. But Starks <laughs> is gone. Star- Starks is gone. What's the blonde house called? Uh, Targaryens. I Love think he'd be a Targaryen. <laughs> no, not Targaryens. Um, the, the sister and brother that are, that are together. The Claremont twins. <laughs> You talking about um oh the king and the queen um what's her damn name? That they sleep together. Damn the evilest bitch out the bitch. Right. I can't even think of her I name. Don't Them. He would be part of that family. <laughs> Shame. You see it. Shame. I'm, you. I'm dead at this visual. Please reel us in. What's next? All right. Well, we can move on to the asking for a friend segment. As per usual, don't forget to email us at the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. <laughs> 
The subject here is help me I forget. I him dragging his robe <laughs> as captain. You see it, don't you? I told you. You are funny. Told you. Oh, help me forget someone who has forgotten me. Oh. Here we go to the end of the road. Hello, friends. I'm a queer woman who's 25, and I play on a sports team for my city. I met a woman who was 32, and we clicked instantly. After dating for a few months, we became official, and a week later, she told me she missed her ex and wanted to be back with her. Wow. Damn. I allowed... Stupid, I know. I allowed the jumping between her ex and I because I didn't want to force her healing process. I came to realize it had more to do with me not wanting to accept I was a rebound. Every week we would argue, and by the end, she told me she liked me and just didn't want to hurt me. This went on for six months, where she would say she liked me, missed me, wanted to have sex, and so forth. Eventually, we got into this huge argument, and I posted on a Facebook status saying, I wasted my time for six months, to which she liked and blocked me. I mean, duh, but finish going. Like, what you think she was going to do? Time passes. You didn't at her, did you? Oh, Lord. Time passes, and I forget until I see her pop up in my feed again, meaning she unblocked me. I was not ready to see her back with her ex, so I blocked her. I started dating again, and I'm currently with someone. I talked with my current girlfriend and started going to therapy about it. Eventually, my therapist suggested I unblock her, which I did and felt fine. Until she blocked me again, (laughs) now I have a problem. What is going on I figured since she unblocked me the first time that she'd move past it. I moved past it, and we could just not interact. Now I feel like she probably hates me. Here's the issue. I wanted to go to my team's events, my team events and games, but she'll be there and I'm afraid if I of what might transpire. I don't want to have a conversation of or there to be a tense air. She is a good player and she's also told me before that she'd quit if I came back. I've been out due to an injury and normally I wouldn't give a fuck, but I know she uses sports to deal with the trauma she went through in her life. So I'm conflicted. Do I go on ahead and return to the team and have fun and try to live my best life? Or do I quit this team and socialize, socializing and try to live my best life? Man, <laughs> queer women, lesbians, I, queer women, lesbians, y'all something else, man. Girl, you better go to your game. The hell wrong with you? Like, you have been practicing and working this hard for all this time, and the girl's going to be there. How can you be a part of the team and elect what games to go to and what not? Unless that's how y'all shit is set up. But to me, like, her being there, I mean, you were playing the sport first. I don't know. I wouldn't go. If it was already your situation, you. though. Yeah, but you no. have to see this person. Like I totally feel that. Yeah. I totally I'd be feel like, that. I'm cool. There's other sports teams. But, like, I feel like she should take ownership of the, the basketball part. Or I'm assuming it's basketball. Right. I don't know, but I think she should take ownership of, like, the sports part. Whatever sport it is. Like, I was here first. Bitch, you better figure it out. Like, go somewhere else and you pick another team. But she should take ownership of that. Unless there's more that I don't know. And she did make that Facebook status first. So, low-key, she threw the first blow online. (laughs) To be fair. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. She said that the, the girl said she would quit, so... Oh, well, then go back. Make her quit. Yeah. yeah. She says she would quit if she saw her back there. So maybe that's what you got to do. But I understand not wanting to be around them. Because when I'm trying to get over someone. You need to get away from them. Yeah. yeah being totally around them did. on a regular basis, I'm not entirely sure how that would help. But, I mean, it's 
at least you know what it is. You were a rebound. Now you just have to accept that. It happens to a lot of people. It's not, like, exclusive to you. It actually says absolutely nothing about you. It's just right. the timing of the situation. Um, you really liked her, so of course you're going to fall into the trap of it, you know, because you just want her around. It happens. All of us been through it on either side. You better fall in your ways. <laughs> so you the fact crumble. that you're going to therapy, though, is dope. Yes. The fact that you're open about it with your new partner is dope. I, I wouldn't agree. mention it too much, though, yeah. because... Like, I'm imagining it being me. If I start dating someone and I know they have to go to therapy because of their ex, low-key, I'll be like... What am I doing here? You need to handle that. And then when you feel like you've had your breakthrough and your heart and mind are clear for, like, new energy, then hit me up. And I'll be with your ex. No, I'm just <laughs> That's why I say lesbians are something else, though, because it's like only lesbian relationships, they just really I'll be sitting... play when you see me on the street. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Only in lesbian relationships do you hear they just like casually talking about like their baggage and how much they miss their ex oh, or whatever. Yeah, what like, the hell is that? I'd have been me. like, I don't know about that. Like, I feel like that's like, I don't know a lot of lesbians, but I know I've talked to lesbians. They're like, yeah, we talk about our exes and all that. And da, da, da. I, I mean, if it's like, cool between them, that's great. Yeah, but. I, I just don't want. I've been very clear about that on this show. I just really don't want to do the that. The fuck I need to know about like, that shit. Like if like, it's something what? in passing, I guess maybe depending on what it is. But like if you just really unpacking what all y'all went through and that whole thing, like I mean, I don't mind to a certain extent. I see like, friend, hold on now. You nice? No, <laughs> listen. If you want to bring up your ex so that I can have an understanding of what that situation was. And how you came out of it and who you are now. Just on some, like, me knowing your life. That's cool. I'm totally open to that. But if it's like, I miss them. I miss them. And I, like, have to to really hold it down. And I got to trust and believe that you could do that. But I need to get them out of my system. If you're working through feelings, like you said, what am I doing here? This is a way too premature. I should not be in your presence if you have not cleared out old shit. That's a waste of both of our time. That I wouldn't wouldn't deal with. But um, I would just like to say I would like to go on record saying that you should make that bitch quit. <laughs> make that bitch quit the sport. I, it don't matter why she do it or none of that shit. She used you and y'all did that and all that's over. So you need to go back to your team because that's where you've been at in your life. Once your injury is healed, go back to being the bad bitch that you were so you can catch you the next one. She can catch her <laughs> another one at the next team she go to or wherever else she want to be at. None of that other stuff is your business. She's had enough hold of you. Don't let her get control because you want to be nice to her. She wasn't being nice to you when she was still thinking about her ex or her trying to get back with her ex and all that shit. So don't be thinking about her when you're thinking about your professional sports career. And y'all need to unfriend each other. What is this? Yeah. Block, unblock, block, unblock, Stop block, looking. Unblock. Stop I don't typing in the see name. My, but I don't want to see you in my feed either. Right. Just stay. What's wrong with staying blocked? <laughs> I mean, really. Or just if, unfriend so it's not on your feed. Yeah, exactly. There are plenty. You know what? I used to be really no, real notorious for blocking people. Like, all right, I don't want to see your shit no more. Bye. I've never. But now me. I don't really even care. Like, I don't mind if you see my shit because honestly, I want you to see that I'm still doing well. <laughs> and I no shady way not to be like, yeah, you need to see that I'm living good so you can get your shit right. Like, I just need you to, if you care to check up on me, I'm doing good, and I hope that you're doing good too. And Shoe we can just, game looking like my boo game. <laughs> just saying, friend. <laughs> Gotta keep your shit going. You can't be worried about you. checking in on other people's shit. 
That's why her being courteous to this woman talking about some damn, well, I know she uses this to, you know, work on her trauma. What about your trauma? She's putting you through trauma now because you got to see a therapist about this ex bitch that you only really liked for a little bit. You need to have a whole week with her ass before she says she missed her ex. Right. This ain't trauma in the E.I. This trauma in the H.E.I. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't hear a lie. Sound like not. a big state. Yeah. All right. Black business. Yes. So I had the pleasure recently of meeting a great group of these black men who have formed this collective. All of them had worked previously in um, security for different companies here in New York City and some in law enforcement. They joined forces and started an all-black super professional security company. Um, it's called First Priority Security Ethical, intuitive security professionals. They are licensed and insured. They're located here in New York. So if you have needs for professional security, large scale events, um, corporate events, um, things like that, this is the perfect go to. Uh, they are once again first priority security. They have a website. It's www.firstpriorityscurity.info. Their email is fp at firstpriorytysecurity.info. And again, they are licensed and insured in black. So if you want some good security, card. right? <laughs> if you want some good security that, again, is ethical, intuitive, and professional, and very black, this is a great way to support. Yes. And I've seen them in person, so this ain't no, they're reputable. I'll just put it <laughs> like that because we know security thing can go one way or the other. Right. They were very, another thing to their credit, what I like most about them and what made them stand out, they were so personable. Oh, right. It's always important that security at your events is not overbearing, is not rude to the guests. They're giving people an opportunity to be heard. Or and creating communicate. problems. Creating create problems. problems. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. These guys are very even-tempered. Um, they were just very pleasant and nice gentlemen. And when they spoke with me about their business, they were so excited Aww. about what they had formed and their intentions were to provide great security to the people on behalf of black people. So I think this is great. And Thank yeah, you. black business of the week, of this week, damn it. Popping. Do you guys have any church announcements? See you August 18th at the Friend Zone Live here in New York City, thefriendzonelive.com. Shout out to everybody that got VIP. We're looking so forward to meeting you, as well as seeing all the other guests in the audience. Surprise musical performance. Get your ticket. Um, and yeah, everything else we'll talk about at a later date. Shout out to New Orleans, Louisiana. I can't wait to see you this weekend. You know that you are one of my most favorite places on earth. So I'm really looking forward to smelling that Nolia air. Oh, Asante. Yes. If you are going to be at Essence Festival, we will all be there. The Reed is also having a pop up shop at the Essence Festival at booth number 138 in the oh, Celeb so Zone. Mad I'm missing at that. the convention center, it's going to be open to the public. So you don't even have to be a ticket holder of the actual nighttime festivities because this will be happening in the daytime and actually it'll be happening all weekend but on Friday July 6th I will be at the I will be making an appearance probably all weekend actually because I just like being at the damn pop-up but um, I'm going to be there on Friday just to pop up at the pop-up. Oh, wait. Y'all know how it goes so down. So it's all weekend, not just Thursday. Uh, nope. It's going to be from the 6th through the 8th at the <gasps> convention center. Oh, so I'm going with you then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Come, Never mind. So if you want to come on down, come, come on, on down. down. It's going to be there the whole weekend, but I'm going to make an appearance on Friday. Bomb. So that way people, if they want to come say hi. <laughs> look. We'll be there. <laughs> so so we too <laughs> will be there on Friday because that is the day that the show is happening for the read later that night. So I wanted to appear that day. And I like I said, I'll be popping up 
every other day, but you just might not see me them days. So Friday for sure you'll find me. Other than that, I can't wait to be in New Orleans this week, and who knows where I'll be next week. Yay, I'll be in New Orleans as well. Very excited about that. So I'll be at the Reeds show, and apparently they pop up on Friday. <laughs> oh, Right, uh, Crystal and I have an event with HBO on yeah. that Saturday. I don't know if it's open to the public. We honestly are like so blind to what is happening. But if anything, we'll let you know on our social media platforms, obviously. And then on Sunday, Lewis York and the Shindellas will yes. be performing yes. in the Dome. So holla at a player if you see me. Because yes. <laughs> I will holla be there for all of those things. And I'm very excited because I love New Orleans as well. And it'll be fun to be there with all of you guys. We're going to yes. be roaming, looking cute, meeting you guys on the street, eating good food. So, New Orleans, see you this weekend. That's it for us. Yeah. As always, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.